0: you listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 271. On tonight's episode, the Muddlings talk about the mortal realms as they're described in the core book. Because this is what they're doing now, just going through the book. Telling you all what you need to know. For those of you who don't know what you need to know. It's almost clever if it wasn't just so not clever. So... Whatever. I just know you need to shut it! I'm listening to me, show! Welcome to the graduate tools for the next two hours or thereabouts. We're gonna do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and have a few laughs along the way. bringing you the moral realms. I'm David Whitech, and uh, so hey, here I am, here with Lindsay. Uh, as I always am, uh, to open the show here for you. Lindsay, say hi. Lindsay is uh, excited about this episode. Lindsay is really into the mortal realms, all the new exciting places that this game can take place. And so, um, we're going to get to that in just a minute. But first, I want to thank all of our sponsors. The Garage Hammer sponsors, Chaos Orc, Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Six Squared Studios. For all your basing and MDF and token and 3D printing needs. And, of course, Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. Because there's always something happening at Grognards. Uh, And, of course, our Patreon sponsors, those almost 1% who make this show and everything we do on it possible. That includes our associate producers, Christopher Sanders, AJC, and Big Jake. Our executive producers, Colin Miller and Tyler McDonald. And our newest patron, Anthony Franklin. Anthony, thank you for deciding to join all the people who have become Patreon patrons, and have become part of the 1% that make this show and everything we do possible. Also, one last thing, we do have voicemail. Now, I did something wrong and screwed up, and I lost. I cannot access the last couple of voicemails that came in, so we don't have voicemail on the show. Uh, I did listen to them, and I do appreciate them. Um, But I, for some reason, can't bring them up and can't get them up here to record them, so I'm an idiot. But if you did want to call and leave a voicemail, most of which I uh get and play on the air you could just dial 1757gh show 6 that's one 757gh show 6 most international callers dial 1 1- no 00 what am i saying most international callers dial 00 then 1 757gh show 6 you can leave a voicemail you can do all sorts of stuff like that it'll be exciting it'll be fantastic you'll love it um yeah. Yeah. So listen, let's not even take a break cuz I know we're going to need to take some breaks uh as we move along. So we're going to jump right into it and of course with me uh as as is becoming an as usual with me is Chris Walker, Chris. Hello. Thanks, thanks for being here. Yeah, man. And um so we're going to we're gonna, let's let's do this. Let's jump into the toolbox cool. and then um and then we'll take a break after that and then start talking about all the cool stuff in the mortal realms because once again the 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 source material in the core rulebook is proving to be not only interesting but a a a veritable gold mine yeah, or ether gold stuff. mine of material mm. here there's some good stuff in here yeah so uh toolbox brought to you by Chaos Org Superstore <laughs> Um, how's your how's your uh, modeling and hobby coming, Chris?
1: Very good, actually. Uh, I've been working on my Slanesh army.
0: Okay. So I've been I bought that day we were
1: there. I bought some stuff. Yeah. And I finished painting it, so I've got a new. Uh, I've got a new Slanesh wizard. The shard. Uh, What's the name of that thing?
0: It's not, that is not my strength. Yeah, it's the... The um, new wizard.
1: Yeah, the new wizard. I <laughs> yeah, can't remember. Um, anyway, it's one of the Slash casters. Uh, it's a mortal one. It's got the little mirror. Boy, it's, I'm just blanking on it. Um, and then I bought the a new vice leader. So I was using the mask as my vice leader. So I bought the actual fine cast vice leader. Oh, okay. I <laughs> put that thing together, painted it, finished that. That looks good. Fine and cast. then i bought the endless spells as well oh nice yeah and i put those together painted all those those are ready to go so in the Slanesh army they're pretty much the you know they're basically the depravity point generators the endless spells they're they're good uh, especially i think i like the mirror mirror's super sweet yeah um and then what else I've been doing? I got the Gray Knights Codex, and the new cards that came out Saturday, and I, so I kind of got all my Gray Knights out, kind of planning that stuff. Uh, what else? And then I'm working on a unit of Seekers right now. So that's the Demonets on Demonets of Slanesh. Right. Yep, I'm working on those, and uh, that's going good.
0: As usual, you've all got good? a ton of things on the table.
1: I do. <laughs> I do. And I, I even got a game in on Saturday, too. And that was fun. Nice.
0: Yeah. So I, I uh, my friend
1: Mike. Yeah, go
0: ahead. I would say for, for, my, for my hobbying, I did, I did a little more building. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm pretty excited. Um, I've got all of the Luminath stuff that I bought or that people sent me built, put together. I've got a lot of the individual little models I got built. Like, I wasn't going to build, like, some of the, like, I got, like, some of the Grumbrindles and those guys from the, you know, that come out annually. Yeah. Um, but I built them anyway. I'm like, forget it. I'm just building it. Nice. Um, the only things I haven't built yet are the Majorath Throne, which I didn't even realize I still had one of those. <laughs> um, that thing's cool. It is. Uh, what else do I have? I have a box of, um,. The Reapers, the the Night Hunt, the Reapers. Oh yeah, the, the Grimgast Reapers. Yeah, the Grimgast Reapers. Uh, two boxes of uh, uh Glade uh, blah, not Glade Guard, um, Grave Guard. Okay. Which I don't know. I guess I'm gonna build them because I've had them forever. Um, but I've got like 40 already because I don't know yeah. if I'll need more. But what the heck, I have them. This is back when I thought I would I've had them for a long time. And I've got the Warcry Spire Tyrants box and ooh, I would like that one. Yeah. And I've got one last Mortark because I've got uh well I have the Mortark box to build. I want to I don't I don't have a Neferata built. Um Okay. Th- I, that's literally I think every model that I don't have built. That's all I have like the 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 uh, Yeah, you own. Yeah. Like, wow. you know, the, 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 the shelves full of boxes of models you haven't built yet? Yeah. I'm down to, like, those little four boxes. If that's I amazing. build that, I have nothing left to build. I only have to paint. Like, huh. And I know that's kind of silly because there's still a ton to paint, but it's like, if, if I have no excuses,
1: <laughs> it's yeah, like, really.
0: all my building is done. Get to painting, boy. Wow. I, have, so, I don't even want to say how much stuff i have to um, well i haven't i haven't bought so, n- too many new models i've really okay. kept it i mean i do have those 30 if i do decide to go with the orcs i have those 30 metal black orcs which are like mostly yeah. built but i yeah. got to get them on the proper round bases and i got to make sure they're all like together together and primed sure. but yeah it's every i've been building this whole time and it's like oh i'm just about out of stuff this is wow. really excellent like i'm so happy now i have no excuse but to paint
1: and play. Yeah.
0: Well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No kidding. Jeez. So, so uh, you um, had a game. I looked up
1: that. I up that model. Oh. It's the Shard Speaker of Slanesh. There you go. The Shard Speaker, <laughs> who got nerfed in the new book or in the new uh, FAQ that came out. Oh, Poor did he? Shard speaker. Yeah, she got nerfed.
0: Slanesh got hit pretty hard, from what I understand, though.
1: Um. Yeah. With the new the new book that came out. I mean, they just their depravity points thing got changed a lot. Right, but there's it's still pretty. I don't know. I'm having fun with it. I mean, I, I had so I had a game Saturday. It was right. against Night Haunt again. Uh, a di- okay, to- different kind of list. It was a uh, Executioner, Lady Olinder, uh, one of the Guardian of Souls, two units of six spirit hosts. Okay, big unit of um, the Reapers. uh unit of Blade Geists. Um. What else is in that army uh the harridans unit harridans and a couple of units of those and i had the same list i brought against you so the keeper uh the Sigbald, right and the vice leader and the gorby's chariot and the seeker chariot and i had the uh the goats three goats the uh slangor guys and I also had the 30 demonettes. And I think that was the list. Mm-hmm. And um, this time Sigbald didn't miss. <laughs> oh, <laughs> howdy. woo! I used a, uh, it was good. Um, so we played the very first scenario, which is kind of a goofy one in General's Handbook. It's the marking territory one that's got an insta-win condition in it. Okay. If, you control, if you control all four objectives, you just win at the beginning of the third turn. Okay. And we were duking it out in the first two turns. And he was, the guy I was playing, Mike, he was kind of like just going, he went first. No, yeah, he went first. He was trying to get, no, he went second. I'm sorry. He was trying to get the double turn. Like that was his strategy, basically. Okay. <laughs> to get the double turn and then just kind of get the objective. And it just didn't happen. Yeah. And then on the third turn, I was just able to kind of just get all four objectives because Slunish is so fast. And just, just went and got the objectives. And we were kind of running out of time anyway, so it was fine. But uh yeah, Sigvald pretty much deleted the entire unit of uh of uh Reapers on his own. He killed he did I was it was crazy. Jeez <laughs> That guy's nuts. Yeah that was that was that was fun. It was um yeah and I didn't forget to protect my Rear two objectives, I kind of left units back there to stop people from teleporting within nine of me and all that good stuff. So, Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was fun.
0: Nice. Yeah, it was fun. So um, I, I did not get a game in. I mm. I went back to work this week. So ah. I've been doing, uh, you know, getting ready and, and meetings and having kids, uh, you know, come to school again. So sure. I've been totally focused on that. A little bit of building in the evening, but that was about it. So uh, I suppose we should jump to other. You got any others?
1: Um, other, other, other. I've been eh, not really, honestly. I've just been, I've been doing some projects, you know, just uh, like home improvement projects for a little stuff like that, and uh, kind of playing Heroes of the Storm a little bit. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. How you like oh, Heroes yeah. of the Storm? I like that game. Yeah, it's fun.
0: I I'm, I'm hearing good things about it. I haven't had a chance to play it.
1: Yeah, that's uh that's Blizzard's MOBA. Right. That's uh yeah, that's a good one.
0: So whoops. Just dropped something there. Um so for my other, I do have one thing I did. And the Patreon patrons already know about this and, and some people on the Facebook page do. But I am making the, I guess, I guess I'll guess i call it the official real announcement-y type thing now. Um, so, you know, my wife, uh, Heather, she has a couple of, like, you know, podcasts and things that she's a patron of. And she's always been like, you know, you should do something special for your patrons. I'm like, well, we have, like, little things. And she's like, yeah, but you should put some content for them. And... uh Months back, I went and I pulled the Patreon patrons. I'm like, you know, would you want me to put maybe the Garage Gamers here first so that you guys can hear them first? It's something that, and they're like, nah, put it's Garage Gamer, put it out on the regular feed. Let's let everybody hear it. You know, we we're mm-hmm. you know now especially the past year, everybody needs all the entertainment they can get. And so, and I told my wife, I said, you know, I always said that I would nothing. Garage Hammer related would ever be behind any sort of like a paywall or anything like that. Like if you want to Mm -hmm. donate, you can, but Garage Hammer is always free. And she's like, I get that, but you should do something. And I said, well, help me figure out something then because I don't know what to do. And uh, she came up with this idea. She goes, you know, why don't you do something uh, for them that has absolutely nothing to do with gaming at all? Okay. Okay. Um, she's like, you know, this is just stuff that, like, she's like, I hear you recording that show and I hear you talking with your friends. I know you guys do stuff other than just play Warhammer. <laughs> Definitely. And I'm like, okay. So, um, you know, we were thinking about it and then she was like, why, you know, and she, and she, it was weird because she wanted to do this with me. Yes, that's <laughs> right. She is the co host on this thing that I started doing. Uh, On the Patreon page It's called Garage World Um, We are actually going to be recording the second episode We're going to put that up Instead of on the Patreon page We're going to put that into the regular feed Like in between episodes Like probably in the next couple of weeks Just to get people a taste of it Basically what it is, is it's the other section Of this show Just expand it Like that's just geek stuff That my wife and I like to do We talk Uh, about Horror Mo- conventions you went to, that kind yep. of stuff. Movies, TV shows, <laughs> conventions. You know, she does yeah. uh she's part of Rebel Legion, so she does that Star Wars stuff. Like just mm-hmm. anything we do. Mostly it's just us sitting and talking about movies. Uh we yeah. put out the first episode on Patreon. Um it was talking about Halloween, John Carpenter's original from nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. And uh it's it was a lot of fun and uh it's it's a it's a four patron only thing. Um, uh, you know, and it's, uh, if it's, we put it in, if you, if you're at the, uh, subscription, if you subscribe for th- like three, it's three, it's the $3 an episode, which we never do. We never, even if I put out more than two episodes, I would never, cause that's the only thing is scheduled is two. Yeah. So it's like basically if you're in at the $6 a month level, there's an extra free show for you that nice. has nothing to do with Garage Hammer, hmm. but is well, fun. You-
1: Will you ever release it to the global audience?
0: Well, um, right now we're gonna do this one extra episode uh that we're gonna do that's gonna go to the, so everyone can kind of see what it is if they're interested. But for now it's yeah. gonna be a it's gonna be a patron only since it's not garage hammer. Sure. I just you know, there's guys who've been been, you know, Patreon sponsors since we've been starting and you know, you know that's excellent. We, you give away things here or there, but it's just it's just yeah. it's something plus I'm gonna be honest, you know. My wife was like, hey, let's do this thing together. And, like, we mm-hmm. like to go and do things together. Uh, and the, yeah. one of the few things she wants nothing to do with is this. <laughs> you know? But Just This Warhammer. Yeah. This is kind of a thing that I, I do a bunch, though. And so mm-hmm. it was kind of fun. And she's come on the show a couple of times, like, for Garage yeah. Gamers, like, when we went to Gen sure. Con and stuff. Yep. Um, but so she was, you know, we I brought the recording equipment up. We sat down over on the, on the you know, out of the crypt into the nice part of the house. Yeah. And um, we just sat and, and talked movies, which is basically kind of what we do anyway. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and it was really it. fun, and it got some good. It got a good, some good response. So nice. We're gonna post that up when we get the next episode done to let people try it. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's totally not Warhammer related. If you're not even remotely interested in that type of thing, um, you know, you're not missing anything. It's not yeah. even Garage Gamer. It's not even like there's nothing. It, it will not be about gaming. So, you know, if 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 uh if you're worried that suddenly, you know, you're gonna you know, if I'm not a patron I'm gonna miss out on you're really not gonna miss out on anything. This is just mm-hmm. for people who, who wanna donate it's something that's different. It's something yeah. that is, you know. I just wanted to do something for the people who actually give money to this nonsense. You yeah, know, that's something excellent. that might be fun. Yeah, and uh, like I said, the feedback on it so far—the people who have tuned in and listened—they've they've said they've enjoyed it. So uh, I'm pleased with it, and uh, I'm excited for that to keep going. Cool. And that's kind of been what I've been uh, some of the stuff I've been doing on the side. So
1: yeah, yeah, excellent. That sounds great.
0: Yeah, uh, like I said, I'm I'm jazzed about it. Um, all right, well, uh, you know what? Let's take that first break since we're at about that time. And we are going to come back and we are going to talk all things Mortal Realms. We're going to start with the overview and then just hit each of the realms and uh, talk about the cool stuff that popped up in the lore when we talked about that. So we'll be back in just a moment. Nice. Nice. And we are back.
2: Yeah, back, back, back. All back. things
0: The Mortal Realms. Uh, this is a treasure trove. It is hmm. like s- almost, it's 65 pages Yeah, of maps and explanations. Maps. And the maps are great because they're still, <laughs> even though they're maps and you look at the map, you're like, that's not actually the whole realm. thats <laughs> I, I keep going back to my really crappy analogy of we're looking at one slice of pepperoni on a really large yeah. pizza. I love maps. I do, too.
1: Maps are, like, my favorite. I just remember being a kid. Well, not a kid, but a 20-something-ish person getting White Dwarf and just army books and just pouring through maps of the old world. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, my gosh. Chris, the cartographer over here, just looking at oh, all this. Oh, I yeah. just love <laughs> It's fantastic. Yes. So here, um, if we jump in, and if you want to follow along, we're on page 68 in the book. Literally, it just says the yeah. mortal realms. The mortal realms. Uh, and the introduction is, is pretty cool. It gives you a nice mm-hmm. little bit. For those of you who are trying to understand what the mortal realms are, it's mm-hmm. not a bunch of separate planets. It's not mm-hmm. They're not like planets. It's not like we're in a solar system. Uh, the impossible reaches of the cosmos hold many strange worlds, planetoids, and anomalies. By far the largest are the mortal realms. Most of these, according to the Metascribes and astrocartographers of Azir, can be depicted as flat disks fringed with islands all surrounded by a spherical barrier of lethal magic. It's known that each realm sphere hangs in an etheric void also simply known as the ether. This is a cosmic space with solid forms float as crystals in a suspension, each a combination of mystical energy and physical matter. So, this mm-hmm. is obviously a fantasy setting because it's flat right. discs and not round yeah. globes. and not so round globes. It's it's it, it, it's a flat Earth, which is a complete fantasy. <laughs> and you can fly
1: spaceships in between <laughs> the mortal realms. Yes, you can get in your seraphon
0: spaceship because and there's fly just. Big lots of space between them. Yeah. Um, some of the other stuff we learned is obviously the realm gates connect all the different realms. Yeah. The realms were created when the world that was exploded. All right. the chaos magic that had been separated into the different eight its yeah. eight elements by the elves yep. just blasted out. And as that magic poured out, it coalesced into right. solid matter and became the mortal realms the
1: mortal realms um, the old world is still here mm-hmm. it is
0: it's a, this, <laughs> it, it's a continuation of this story in fact yeah. what's left of the old world is in azir it is well and other places yes uh, which i didn't even realize that mm. when they called that the spear of malice i keep the spear of malice yeah. yeah it's a big old chunk of the old world and for some reason it allows you to make prophecies. I'm not certain why sure. that is, and I don't, I don't really know. care why that is. It's Maybe, just cool.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's part of Ulthuan or something. Maybe. Um,
0: the realm gates connect everything, and the realm gates are part of a bigger, sort of like this magical web that runs through yeah. all the realm gates. They're like ley lines, I guess you might call them, if you, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, so they're all connected through, there's all the realms, and then there's the all points, which... Archeon took over and renamed it the 8 points which yep. is just one large air, one large other realm yep. that's just basically full of realm gates that connect to every realm this is like a center point yeah it's, it's like kind like of yeah, like
1: it's kind of like a central hub I love that, that's a good word. But Hub. it's not.
0: Te- but it's technically it's its own place too. It's just I don't yeah. think it's as big as the rest of the mortal realms.
1: Uh, I, yeah, it doesn't look like it in like the cosmos arcane right section, which is the next. I mean, if that is a depiction of the scale of them,
2: very yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And then uh, there's also the little. Su- there's a couple sub realms. There's Ulgish, right, where
0: my boy Slanesh is. Trapped. Yes, the 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 gloaming balanced place between Ulgu and Hish. Shade Spire yeah. also winds up there somehow. Oh, don't just. It's, oh yeah, I see that. Yeah, it's yeah. hanging between there. Huh. Um, this is a cool little thing. I I love these. Types of little sky charts. You've got all the different realms. Yeah. Each one's got a cool little circle. And then, like, actually, actually shows you sort of how it's that flat realm inside the right. spherical place. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the some of the different moons that go around yeah, like it. The, you see all the yeah, paths, like the how they're connected. And then if you look up in the top right corner, there's all these beautiful, like, my OCD is just happy here. <laughs> I know. You've got all the circles and the little spheres moving around it and all the perfect lines showing the connection. And then up in the right corner is this weird, completely jaggedy scribble flipping around for the bad moon, which just the bad moon doesn't. Making everybody crazy. Well, and it doesn't connect to any.
1: No, it's just. It goes through all the realms. Yeah, just wheels its way through the cosmos at random. Total nonsense.
0: Just just, doing stuff. Um what I really liked in this map was the some of the cool discussions about the different moons that float around. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. Ulgu. Ulgu I yeah. think is like my favorite realm only because we know the least about this one and there's so mm-hmm. much neat stuff that they keep hinting at.
1: I mean the section of Ulgu is so full of little hints plot little yeah. hints and plot points like oh my God. Gosh,
0: w- when are they going to reveal this stuff? Well, and ulgu has got s- four moons, four mm-hmm. black moons that float around. The one that I thought was interesting was the Orb Duplicita. It's a a host to the race to a race of shadow demons that yeah. have a non-aggression pact with Marathi and her divine son Malarian.
1: Yeah, they just dropped that in there. A whole new race of shadow demons. Yeah, sure.
0: There's a race of shadow. Yeah, uh, they, they mm-hmm. live on this moon uh, of what? Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. I like how they talk about Hish's moons that uh, they get brighter and then they get less bright as they move on, and when they get less yeah. bright, it's it's believed that they actually just become, it, you know, it, they 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 become incorporeal. Yeah, like they just they, they, when they're really bright is when they're solid and, and real, and when they fade out, that's when they're just they they lose their. It's like wait, what? What?
1: Yeah, and like the names of them, kind of harken back to like some of the old elf names, you know. Of course, yeah. Which, is, which I kind of like. I kind of like that.
0: No, this is a really cool. So you get the, this is where they came from. This is what the entire, and it does, they seem to be like eight of them all sort of spinning around the all points. Yeah. Um But with Ulgu and Hish sort of spinning around themselves too. So it's like there's the big circle but then Ulgu and Hish have their little where they wrote, they spin around each yeah, other they spin as, around each other as they go through this other portion it's it's a very cool setup yeah and
1: like hish hish is basically the sun it's yeah for it's the source the of light realms. for a lot of yeah, the realms for the other realms yeah
0: and ulgu when it goes through is where it, and when it gets dark It's dark yep super cool um I mean, we could talk about this page for an hour. Yes, but but <laughs> but let's not. There's a, I mean, because there's so much. A, there's so much to cover, and B, folks, this is okay. You can go pick up the general's handbook, and it's got all the rules in it, and all yeah. the stuff you're going to need to play the game. It's got the rules section. Yeah. One of the reasons we're covering this is because I always buy this book, and I mean, yeah. mo- I know so many people buy the book, and you look through the the pictures of all the the the, the models. And then right. you go to the rules section, yeah. which is great. But the core rules are really just – I mean, they're such a – they don't start until, like, page 245. <laughs> yeah. And, that's, and that covers everything, all the different matched play, narrative play. Yeah. open
1: play, narrative uh, play. All yep. the pictures, uh,
0: the core rules, and that's, like, only the last hundred-some pages of the book. The right. first 250, almost, pages of the book <laughs> is, is lower. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and we all skip it because the only lore I care about. I mean, I already know what my army does, and I'm gonna buy their core, their army book, and I'll read the lore there for them.
1: Yeah, but I ain't skipping nothing in this book. This no, is... there's so much. Mm-hmm.
0: So we get. I mean, little,
1: the, did you see Blight City in there? Yeah. Oh, oh my, those are my guys, the yeah. scathing.
0: Yep, and it is just wedged in the cracks of the cracks reality. Of reality. It, is the Skaven the capital, capital Blight City. City. Yeah. And I love that where are the Skaven? They're wedged in the crack because they're just, yeah. they're just, <laughs> they love the poop. Yeah. So then we get, there's <sighs> an example, it starts off with an example, and they use Axia as the example, which is, yeah. which it's fun because Axia has become sort of like the, the generic, the go-to, the, the poster mm-hmm. boy realm, only because that's where when we first started playing Age of Sigmar, when Vandas Hammerhand came down and, and Sigmar sent the Stormcast in first, this was the big story. This is where they were getting the gates yeah. back and just fighting Corvus Cole. This is where,
1: yeah, yeah Corvus Cole and Vanis Hammerhand had their big throwdown, yep.
0: So uh, when we talk about the realm spheres, uh, the mortal realms vary in size and shape, though they are all held within orbs of energy known as realm spheres. Uh, let's see, and then this, this, oh, there's so much cool stuff here, it talks about, at the heart of the realms are the kingdoms of mortals, founded during the age of myth, to a large extent they obey conventional laws or, of cause and effect, toward the perimeter of the realms, the magic that forms them becomes right. wilder and more intense it's basically right. what sort of keeps you from gutting to the edges of the realms, you know, you always yeah, say, so yes, because
1: that, that, that's where like all the, each realm has its own Sort of uh, material
0: that it's made yeah. out of. Yeah, realm
1: stone. That's usually concentrated at the edges of each realm, with one exception, which we'll get into. Yeah. and you really and, can't uh, survive she, there. No, you can't go out to the edges of these places because that's where all the magic is. And if you go out there, you're going to get messed up. Like we saw that in the in the Techless yeah. Broken Realms book. Yes, when uh, Eltharian and his and his boys went out there to go take care of Arkan. And some like, of them they just turned, they were, into like, light. turned into Yeah, they're into glass. They're turning into sand. They're getting messed up. Yeah. But old Iltherion, he was obviously not affected by that because he's just spirit, a spirit guy yeah. in
0: armor. Um, <laughs> Kicked Arkan off the edge. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, th- when they go through this part, th- th- this whole section, though, is just fantastic talking about the edges yeah. of the spell. Uh, Spellcrafting is too easy there, it's almost too easy, yeah. but so is the danger. Uh, mm-hmm. The realm- realm's edge is inimical to mortal life, but not always as a literal barrier. Uh, some areas yeah. are endless deserts, others are misty seas. Much of the realm of metal's perimeter is a sea of bubbling quicksilver that throws up disturbing forms and shapes. Those who approach it may find themselves dissolving like molten slag, turning into a creaking clockwork golem, or Mm. collapsing in a pile of useless coins, each minted with their screaming likeness on both sides. Yeah, nice, right? Fantastic. (laughs) It's like a Doctor Who kind of thing. Oh, I know. Right. Um, but this is why this is what keeps you from a going there keeps you from falling off the edge. Everybody stays right. the 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 center is where it's where humans can live. The farther out you get, the wilder the more dangerous it gets, the harder to keep mm-hmm. that area uh mm-hmm. you know under some semblance of normal control and then yep. the magic just gets so crazy that it's just not worth trying to live out there.
1: Right. I would imagine on the like right where it starts getting crazy that's kind of like where all the Outlaws and people who are trying to stay off the grid are hanging out. That's, you know your, I mean? that's
0: to where you get. they to eat. Yeah, that's where the wild right. west is. Plus, some of the uh, crazier. Well, you get your necromancers out there, and um, your your more, uh, I guess, bold and ambitious magicians will go out there trying to harness sure. that energy. Yeah, oh, that's they're just, trying
1: to. Harness those and the spells or spell hunter people going out there trying to harness that stuff and yeah right and then I got, they throw in the realm of chaos right at the end of this it's like
0: whoa and chaos gets like half a page That's, yeah you know like they mention they mention chaos but then you, when you go through all of this everybody gets this big section uh, even Azir which we can't basically go in you can't fight you can't play there they get a, a, like over a page. And yeah. then, like then, we every like if you're playing this game, you know what chaos is. It's, yeah, <laughs> we you know we don't have to go into that much detail, right? Um, the next section talks about it's sort of the
1: the hook for third edition, right? right. The beacons of hope,
0: right? But right. it's also it's how it's how we set up the cities, which remember was back in first edition, setting up mm-hmm. s- how does Sigmar. Go now that chaos and the age of chaos is over, and it's mm-hmm. the age of Sigmar. Yeah, chaos. Uh, as we st- we mentioned a few episodes back, they talked about they still chaos controls. What they say like ninety percent of yeah. the mortal That's realms, eighty to ninety percent. Yeah. Yep. Um, how do we go out and 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 take this area back? And this is a great bit of information. Yep. Um. They talk about when, when they choose a site, the champions of Azir are dispatched to clear it for expansion. They'll strike from the skies and obliterate green-skinned tribes, chaos-worshipping hordes or whatever threat lurks nearby, sweeping the lands clean with support from the free guilds and their dispossessed allies. Yeah. Such crusades may last years or even decades. When they're finally stripped of the unclean and the monstrous, the hard work then begins. And then it goes into detail on how they build a city. And this... Right. Is fantastic. It's yes, the Dawnbringer cool. Crusade. Dawnbringer
1: Crusades is how they do it.
0: Oh, you were telling me how much you like this before I got to read it, and then I started reading. It, and I'm like, "This is so <laughs> good." You want to so you want right? to give a basic idea to uh, the audience on what a Dawnbringer Crusade is? Yeah.
1: So the Dawnbringer Crusades are when Sigmar sort of gives the command for the citizenry of a like an already established stronghold, whether it be Excelsis or Hammerhall or whatever, they're going to go out and expand this this uh, influence that Sigmar has over the mortal realms. They're going to so try they, to
0: create a new city of Sigmar basically. Yep. Yep, so they're going to get all the you know, they're going to get a
1: free guild army together, they're going to get uh, some stormcast eternal armies together and they're going to get the basically they're going to they're going to take all the stuff they need and they're going to take it with them. And they've got this whole section. They got this whole way they do it with these where they they sort of chain like part of the mortal realms to the you know they pull like these. They're called metalists. These hovering islands. Each realm has a version of these metalists, and these are just floating
0: islands. That nobody knows how they just float. They're literally. It's it's like stuff from uh, 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 Avatar. Yeah. That unobtainable you know, those big floating just big I like, mean you know mini mountains just sort of yep. floating out there like mi- upside down mountains. Yep. You know flat top and then they got chains and they're holding them uh, Here's one bit that I wanted to just touch on before we get mm-hmm. to the the bigger parts is this is crazy stupid dangerous. Right. And it will take a minimum of years, oftentimes yeah. generations. Why would people volunteer for this? You know, like the regular humans, and that's because if you do manage to get the place and clear it out and take it, the humans who go in there and fight for it and claim land, that Mm -hmm. land that they claim is parceled out between these humans, and they basically, um, it's, it's their family line. Yeah. Owns that land. When you talk about the cities that are already in existence, the different cities of Sigmar that already are established, and then you read the stories, and you're like, you know, there's the rich, you know, these founders of the city. Those, these are those people that went in. Literally, they were just fighters and warriors who went in and spilled their blood and the blood of their comrades and survived. And basically, all right, you made it. You you took it. It's yours. And so.
1: they take a risk you know so they get rewarded for their you know their effort basically and it's- who knows when they when they get an established city you know maybe another stormcast um you know faction will establish a stronghold there if it's you know if they get a storm vault there man they'll build a whole
0: yeah, you that's know, the, the thing. Giant city there. You're risking your life for this, but should you win and they can, and you can actually lock down and form a city that it that builds and grows, mm-hmm. your family line is set. Right. It's it's very cool. Like you're you're going out with that high risk, but these are the people. So when you, because like, we always hear when we read the stories, especially Black Library, you know we usually generally wind up around the poor sections first, and then it goes yeah. to those rich and high and mighty hoity toity people. Uh, and maybe those people are are soft, you know. Now, but generations yeah. ago, it was literally their. Fa- at some point, their ancestors are the ones who bled and died and built that place and 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 and, yeah. and grabbed it from the orcs yep. and the demons and, it's, and, it's and not all that.
1: Just, and it's not just humans either. It's all the, I suppose the, the free. People in, of order are, oh, sure. are helping do this. You know they talk about wanderers helping. You know the elven. They they make a. You know the elven wanderers are part of this. You know the fire slayers, the daughters of Cain. Each faction, you know, provides, you know, mm-hmm. part of this effort.
0: It's it's crazy. It is a huge. You you, the uh, what do I want to say? The amount. Of manpower and materials and stuff that goes into it, and go ahead, Chris, and you kind of go th- roll through this and start, get, you know, go ahead and point out some of the stuff that they do because this I know how much you like this, and this is oh yes yeah. so,
1: so they're they're talking about uh, Gur here, and they're talking about specifically in Thondia, which is actually you know which is where you know the cruel boys are, and they sort of are right. building up to this whole thing. With you know the new general's handbook, all takes place in Gur. So this next page just slams this home where this they've got this awesome map of a Thundian freehold, and it basically shows you how they lay this out. And I love this page because it's like it's showing you like you know what they do, and all this scenery that's in here is actually stuff that they. Kind of came out with. it's
0: in the excelsis box yeah. workshop sent me one and yeah. i built this the yeah the nexus siphons in there mm-hmm. uh i don't think the aqualith was in there um right. but definitely the guardian idols are in there yeah and some of the the smaller uh buildings that you see them putting stuff together that stuff is mm-hmm. in with the new terrain yeah. so this when when you get the the formation the 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 base the bare bones. Mm-hmm. Of a new freehold that you hope to become a, a city of Sigmar, that terrain yeah. is going is available in the Excelsis box,
1: and you can see in the bottom corner here they show you how they lay it out right on the geomantic line. They 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 picked this site very specifically. Oh yeah, like they know exactly where this thing is going. Like it's going right in the crossroads of these ley lines. Well, that is going to be the spot that's going to be most inimical to holding it. As long as they can, it's going to provide magical protection, you know, for and, them.
0: And more often than not, there's a realm gate attached yep. to that that sort of a spot. In fact, if you yep. go, if we kind of cover some of that stuff that talks about the crusade, some of the stuff that goes through, um, you got those metaliths you talked about these 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 hovering islands. Yeah, that they, got they a basically up chained up there. Yeah, yeah, and they put land trains, cog forts, draft animals. Milit- mm-hmm. They put all. It's it's crazy. They've got this big floating island, which then they chain up, and they're taking out with all these, you know, hundreds, if not thousands, of men and beasts dragging this thing out. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. first to march out are the are the are the the, you know the um I'm sorry the uh, goodness why am I stuttering so much the Stormcast Eternals yeah so you get your Stormcast run out and then these guys are pulling this metal and it, it they're already like they have it's prefabbed they've got Most of the stuff that they're going to need is on the the Metalith. So they go in there, and then they fight, and they get all these spots. And then the thing that I think is great is once they get that first area and they got that Nexus Siphon going... Mm-hmm. then they unload b- full-on buildings from the metalith, and they just put it uh, on. And especially if there's an older civilization they're building on, they'll try to put yeah. those buildings by these other ruins so they can start cannibalizing the old stuff to keep sure. working. But then the metaliths themselves, they do spells or they put on chains, and they just pull them down or do stuff to, to, to negate its ability to float. And it just yeah. slowly drops down and just crunches into the ground and becomes its own bit of fortress. Mm-hmm. They're bringing yeah. all of this stuff pre made, ready to go. The dwarves or the Dwarden are setting stuff up. They actually yeah, have some the, of this stuff on rollers. So when the yeah. city, when, that, when that's defended, they can just put it on tracks and move everything forward. Mm-hmm. Like fight for the, yeah, the next area the, and drop it. The dispossessed, I feel like they are a crucial
1: like link in all of this. Like I mean they don't even they, they they don't get much love in you know like as far as war scrolls nope and that kind of thing. But they are a huge part of the lore of the mortal realms. It's kind of Yeah
0: it's one of my biggest hopes for mm-hmm. this this edition is to maybe get a more unified sense of who the Dwarden are. Not yeah. just the realm lords and the Fire Slayers, but who are the ones who are just your sort of classic Duarden? Yeah,
1: I mean, they've got Grigney. He's back. I mean, he is lined up, and he is ready to lead his people. Yeah. And they just need to, you know, put the other foot forward now and show us what these High Kings are up to and what their plans are. You know what I mean? Because I feel like, you know, these High Kings, they've got these grudges still. They're still not happy about all of the goblins and orcs running around. They're, right. I mean, they're going to have – they would probably have Dawnbringer Crusades of their own. Like, we're going to go reclaim this mountain. Oh, Here sure. go.
0: Sure. And what's really crazy is it talks about uh, they bring in all this heavy weaponry. They bring in yeah. these, these floating mountains. They're dropping it all around there. They're fortifying yeah. it. They're going. It's still um, – it says within a generation or two, it's either on its way to becoming a city – yeah. Or more likely than not it's been attacked and sacked and it's kind of a shell. They right. said for every one that becomes a, that, that a successful for every one successful drop that actually builds up to a larger major city of Sigmar, there are eleven successful initial drops that don't survive the past the first couple generations. Right. Yeah, so because, one in twelve, yeah. Yeah. As they build up, they suddenly become targets for attack. Right. And that's the crazy part: is you get this successful initial drop, you get all this stuff they build, and within two generations, ninety-two percent, ninety-three percent of them will fail. Yeah, that's yeah. in that's an insane yeah. But people failure are willing rate. to risk it. People are willing to risk it. It's either that, or you live in the slums of Hammer Hall. Your pick, you know. And and the odds, like I said, the the rewards. The rewards are so great mm-hmm. that if you can get through and you can do it, it's 100% worth it. That's the craziest yeah. part. So, um, all right, why don't we uh, move on a little bit? Let's talk about Sheet. Let's get That's, one of the realms yeah. done. Yep.
1: This was, my, this was the first exposure I had to the Mortal Realms reading. Some of the initial stuff was Sheet. This is kind of where they led off.
0: Yeah, this is and, everybody's first mortal realm.
1: Yeah, so I was kind of like, I was, I'll say skeptical, you know, when I first started reading this. And I was I was impressed by how much they've built it up, and now they've got to this point, and now they've got maps and names and history. And now we're a little bit invested in what's going on, and I think that's good. You know what I mean? The more... Hey, we're we're what, five, six years into this game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The more you can get the fans invested in what's happening and start giving them some sense of history and progress and pace, the more these realms become active, you know, and the more they become something you think about, like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen now, you know, Like, and you start thinking about, I, I mean, I think it's fantastic. I mean, it's... And we have seven of them. There's seven realms.
0: I mean, each of these realms is larger than the old world. Right. And you've got, I mean, yeah, granted, that had 30 years of history in that one continent. But here we've got, within a few years, we've built up these, and these maps, just these small sections. There's so much more Mm -hmm. to learn. There's so much more Mm -hmm. potential to grow. But yeah, you look at these maps compared to from the first game, and When I'm looking at these maps, there's a lot of stuff that I look at. I'm like, oh, I remember that. I know that. I remember Mm -hmm. when that came about. I know that story. Like, there's stuff. Because you remember reading like the initial books and
1: stuff, and they just start talking about these places, and you're like, I don't know where that place is. Yeah, I I don't know know who that guy is. Right. Like, I don't know where that plateau is. That boiling sea. Like, I have no clue what's going on. But now you do know. You know because they keep. They haven't. uh, They didn't abandon it. They kept. Going with it and they now they're making Us interested in it and that's All a good thing it's 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 Yeah it's exciting
0: Now all the mortal realms because They're each formed from a different wind Of magic I know we've said This on the show before um, The the it, That magic is literally even though In the center it's the least magical It's mostly on the outer edges there is magic In every single atom I mean it's Created from yeah. So this is the realm of fire. Fire mm-hmm. magic inhabits every atom of this realm. The people, including there, the people, yeah. yeah. The people there are um, are sort of quick tempered. Um, they're hot headed. I mean, it's literally you think of of any of that stuff that would be related to fire magic, and yeah. it's in the people. It's in the land. Searing hazards, volatile horizons, aggression is born and carried far and wide on hot, gusting winds, and life is always lived to the full. No realm has a fiercer or more warlike outlook. No lands have cultures harsher or more littered with invective, especially since the dawn of the red century that marked the coming of chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, irrigation networks bring the healing liquid aqua gyranus to coax crops from the pumice drifts and cracked Hard-packed ground that was once watered only with blood. Those that live long <laughs> enough to grow are seen by. I, here's an interesting thing. They talk mm-hmm. about this how you know you. It's sort of a live fast, die young sort of yeah place because it is so rough. And it talks about how um, you know coming of age rituals such as cliff diving and sulfur running will kill their aspirants as often as harden them into better warriors. Those that live long enough to grow old are seen by the young with pity or even scorn although more mature souls realize the elders and their Mister to be celebrated for they have passed through the fires of conflict and lived to be tempered by them. I love how it's like, if you live, if you live to be old in this place, yeah. the young people are like, well, you must not have really, you you must <laughs> not have actually, you know, tried, you know, not yeah. done much.
1: But that little spot, that little part there kind of tells me that the people of actually are almost, they're evolving a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like some maybe like, that old way of thinking like oh you got to you know live fast die young that kind of thing like but they're sort of realizing that you know those old timers they actually do have something to give back we should probably listen to them because and that it ev- sounds like it's a new thing
0: yeah everybody lives a rough life nobody's got a soft life here everybody lives that rough life so if you live to be mm-hmm. old yeah you must know a thing or two yeah yeah uh, then we focus on the great parch which yep. is um you know, this is the one section that we're talking I did like this realm of actually, it, it, this is actually the longest of all the yeah. realm descriptors. And we flip the page, and it's basically the almost the same. I'm like, wait, this is the same map. And it's like, oh, <laughs> the first one was all our settlements, and here is how much chaos yeah. runs it. And chaos has a huge yeah. hold in here. Reavers and cannibals haunt the wastes, yeah. as do this fire gins, chanting yeah. oryx, and processions of the unquiet dead. Yeah, this is the bloodbound. This is their. This is their realm. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it talks about Corgus Cool and all the things that he did. Uh, the western reaches of the parts were once ruled over by the major. I love. Oh, this part is cool. They talk about the uh, the western part mm-hmm. ruled by the majocracy of the Aglaroxy Empire. Yeah, and it talks about these. One, uh, many of these great scholars debased their hard-won knowledge with forbidden practices, falling to Zinch. Um It's not for nothing that the old domain is known as the Disintegrating shore- Shores. It belongs to dark sorcerers, chronomatic cults of the time stolen, and their avian beastmen allies. It's <laughs> yeah. like, what? this? Like If you just read through this, if you're reading through this, you're like, I don't know what that is. Guess what? Most of us don't know what that yeah, is. we don't know. But boy, oh, boy. It,
1: yeah, I think they referred to the Aglaraxi Empire in a couple of Black Library novels.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm there's a the thing. Sure. You get little hints and names. This is like yeah. when they used to name Far Off Cathay, except yeah. in here, there's a chance we're going to find out about them because you can flesh this out, and, there's, and yeah. then the, the greatest part is if we fleshed out the entire Great Parch, yeah. once again, this is that pepperoni slice. There's that whole rest of the pizza to go check mm-hmm. out. You could literally flesh this whole place out and just been like, okay, do you ever play the original Final Fantasy on Nintendo? Do you remember that game?
1: I I don't think I played that one.
0: Okay, the original game. I remember playing it with Barnett, and you know, you go and you meet the king, and he's like, "My daughter's been kidnapped. Go get her." And you go off on this quest, and you're running along the island, and it's your basic, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, role-playing game on on a video game. And then you get the princess, and you bring her back, and he's like, oh, it's so wonderful, and he gives you a reward. I'm like, wow, I kind of did that pretty quick. I, I wonder, and, all, and then the credits open up, and you get the yeah. Final Fantasy, and then he's like, oh, um, I'd like you to do some other stuff for me. And then it opens yeah. up, and you realize that that yeah. island you've been playing on for four hours yeah. is one little tiny piece of the world map, and nice. th- that was just the intro to the game. Yeah, that's that's when the game starts. It's
1: kind of, it's, this this the eight realms. The kind of, it kind of reminds me of. I'll bring it up. Is you know, kind of like Warcraft. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. There's the huge world that you play, and I remember playing that game for the first time. I'm like running around as a little night elf doing my thing, uh-huh. and then I realized actually how big this game was. I'm like, oh no. Right. I think it's gonna take me forever <laughs> to go all these places. Well, and, and that's I feel the that's thing. where
0: we're getting now. Well, you could like I said, the parts. I mean, you look at everything we've learned in the last six years, and it's like these places are really far away. There's all yeah. this stuff we haven't even explored in between it. And if we do, if we do go to the these 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 mages, and we go to all these places, and we explore all of it, and it takes us the next five or six years to explore it all, then it zooms back and says, "Okay, you have now fully explored." You know, two percent or three percent of this realm. Oh, right. wh- what? Yeah, it's. I mean, this <laughs> is this is why I enjoy this so much because yeah. it's like, oh, there's so much cool stuff. And if you and if you don't like, like if this realm doesn't excite you, mm-hmm. there's six others you yeah, can play yeah. in. Yeah,
1: because yeah, cool. you can't pick, play pick in Azir. One. Right. 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 Uh,
0: like,
1: they, I was like, have you ever looked at? Have you looked at like the uh, the role playing game for? Page I've, I've looked at
0: it, but I, I haven't really delved into it really deeply.
1: I mean, it's kind of like this. You know what I mean? It's like, where do where do you want to be? You mm-hmm. know? And it, it's like, yeah, it's amazing.
0: It's fantastic. Once again, yeah. if you're into the lore, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about more about the Great Parch. They talk about um, how Sigmar grabs it. They talk about Capillaria. Mm-hmm. Um there's a whole bunch of really great information on the Crusades and what they're doing. Um I love how you get some, some credit to the Dwarden. Perhaps the most the yeah. city's most underappreciated weapon <laughs> is its detachments of Dwarden combat engineers. Yeah. They are specialists at the Iron Weld Arsenal and can fortify a position from field to fortress, as the expression yeah. goes, before the enemy can even arrange for battle. It's like yeah. oh yep. Right. Yep, and then uh-huh. and then this is what I used to love about dwarves. They get in there and they get so much artillery that they are pummeling the foe so ferociously they have to charge into the S- sigmarite spears. So yeah. this is this is the old one I used to play dwarves. This was the strategy. Oh, yeah. We're across the board. Well, that, I'm just going to pound on you with artillery yeah. until you have to run forward. I'm going to stand here with my shields and my and my good armor and my hammer and just by the time you run the yeah. gambit and have gotten shelled. Mm-hmm. Now you're gonna hit that. You're gonna break against the wall of armor. It's oh. yeah, my, my my dwarf theory was
1: like okay, war machines. You know, keep them cheap, stack them deep. Yep. I mean, oh yeah,
0: and Got then like I said, them. just keep them behind there. And then when the. the uh, I've whittled down a good twenty percent of your army by the time you even get up to my guys, and then we're yeah. then we'll fight.
1: Yeah, and congratulations! Now you get to fight the dwarf king.
0: Wait, you know the dwarf lord. Here we go. Uh huh. <laughs>
1: like, here he is. I custom made this guy because <laughs> you can do that, you're in a world of trouble. Yeah. Um, oh, I but- hope that I hope that dis- dis- dispossessed get their own book, and you can custom make. Would that be ridden. wonderful or not? Oh. <laughs> it would be the. Gra-
0: I mean, they dropped that little bit of stuff when they in the last edition when they're like, "Oh, here's how to make your own heroes," uh-huh. yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, yeah." That made me just remember yeah. that was that was and how many think, how many hours of your life have you spent designing dwarf lords? <laughs> don't want to think about that, you know. I know we talked about this before, but. <laughs> Sitting round, making a new dwarf lord oh, when I man. could be teaching my kids to read like, it's right? like just not like it's ignoring yeah. family. what are you doing yeah. I, yeah come on i gotta I gotta find a way to fit these five points and still get this this piece of armor together,
1: yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I could put a hundred like seventy five points on the on the hero level runesmith
2: hmm, oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have the dwarf lord of stupidity coming in. How much does that guy cost? He was like a four hundred points when you're done with him. But it's like probably, but he's he was, worth every point. If he died in a game, it oh, was it, it became a story only because those guys didn't die. They should never die. Hammerhall Aksha is also <laughs> being described here. I mean, look, we're still in. We're still in. Actually, uh this is the I think the, this you know, is my favorite city. I love the picture here too. Yeah. Where you can see you're in actually, but then you can see the 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 realm gate opening into Gairan and all of that. Yeah. Um and of course you know, this is where these two places go perfectly together. Uh yeah. you know, they've got I I like how they I, talk about how the beauty and the grandeur of these major cities is only experienced by the privileged few. Those who yeah. set it up because most people live on the outskirts and they live sort of crappy horrible lives just uh, like digging in the dirt. Yeah, they live in the drudges. Mhm. Or the drudges. That stinks.
1: But, you know, I I think this is this is uh, I maybe the reason why I like this one so much is it has so much information about Hammerhall actually. Mhm. Like I feel like this is where they spent
0: It's literally like, the there's bulk four pages here. There's yeah. four pages. Most of the other realms only get 4 to 6 pages and there's four right. pages on just Hammerhall actually. Yeah, there's a whole spread on just the city. Uh-huh. Yeah, this reminds me of did
1: you ever uh, like the old D&D. Did you ever have the Waterdeep expansion? Right, yeah. For, yeah, yeah. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And you open up that map. It's, it's bananas. It's like a table-sized map of Waterdeep, and you're like, oh. Exactly. you pouring over that map this is what reminds me of. Just um, like, there's little streets on this map. The- <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, um, the, and it, it, like I said, Go back and read all this. I'm not going to go into every last detail. Although I will say some of the stuff I like about this. If arranged together, it's smoke belching factory districts alone would equal the size of a lesser free city. Yeah. That's what's going on. Because actually they are building the weapons of war. This is what they do. This is a big strategic point. Um, Linking it to Hammerhall Gyra. That's that's how they feed everybody. That's how they feed them and bring in that water to help grow crops. Yeah. I don't think you
2: can...
1: Undersell how important Gyran is to this whole endeavor. Yeah. Because if you look at that, if you go back to that map of the Sandian freehold, right in the middle is the Aqualith. And that thing is from Gyran, and it provides safe drinking water and cleanses the site around it. So they literally use that Gyranite water to. Basically it's it's it, it couldn't do any of this without
0: that. Nope. It's exactly it, exactly. It's it's so just they're, fantastic.
1: Yeah, so they're importing those things from Gyron. So Hammerhall actually is I, I feel like it's I suppose us aside
0: from Azir, I feel like this is like the center of like well and then you turn the page and Chris just about has a conniption because you have a huge map <laughs> of the entire city. I love it. It's so good. The bright so city and it's this it. is hammer hall action in a in a big map here and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's huge, it's and I love massive. how they talk about how it starts off with that perfect symmetry, and they're building a, 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 the, the <laughs> yeah. They start from the center and build outward, and then as they keep progressing, eventually it becomes harder and harder to just keep building that out. So then it starts to become this hodgepodge, hot mess of of just stuff being yeah. thrown up everywhere. Yeah, just like, forget it. We can't keep up with the the and they can't the expansion. And then we get a couple of pages on the armies. Mm-hmm. Of of Hammerhall Aksa, um, they talk you, you'll you'll have riots and violence often popping up without warning because they're yeah. very hot headed. Hammerhallians are rightly proud of their reputation for fierceness and bold action. Although those from other free cities tend to consider them little more than rambunctious thugs, <laughs> um, but they do make excellent soldiers. It says although a lot of people um, basically. If you if you are a big enough troublemaker, they will often give you a, basically if you're one of these rioters or looters or fighters, um yeah. the, the punishment becomes either death or Yeah, join up. Join the army. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kinda like the taking the black in uh in in Game of Thrones, except oh, yeah, not as extreme, but it's still that <laughs> whole you could die or yeah. you could go here and do yeah, this. Go, go defend the wall. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. It's so much information. All the different banners and shields and stuff you can start painting and, and picking, and it's really great. But you know what? We need to take a break. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to come back, and we're going to jump into Gyran and try to get through some more of these realms. We are back. We're back with Guyran, the realm of life, which is a great next one to do because it's the sister place to the realm of fire. Heck
2: yeah!
0: Once again, beautiful maps. Uh, mm-hmm. What about Guyran? A riot of color on a swath of green. The landscape was a joy to behold. Even the insects that teemed in every jungle and copse were jewel-like and beautiful. The richly scented air seemed pulse and throb with glorious life force and the many seasons of the realm not only spring summer autumn and winter but also the burgeoning the reaping the secret remorse the great lack and up to a dozen more so I, they have 20 seasons yeah and not because the year is any longer but because they are so in touch with the life cycle and all the things going on that there are these little subsections within each of the four seasons because and that makes yeah. sense because early summer Midsummer, late summer, very different things, sure, and here they're so distinct. they have twenty distinct seasons it's fantastic it's really good, and then, Nurgle. And then they talk, oh, and then they talk Tempo. about aqua guyranus, though, because yeah. that thing it its it's water is not it's not just yeah. water, it's healing water, which right. you know is is and we we talked about it I think two episodes ago. we have talked it about aqua Gyranus. it it's is the, literally. Traded. It's it's worth it's worth more it's than currency. Yeah, it's currency in some places. It's got such a high value. Mm-hmm. But then, mm-hmm. as you said, in came Nurgle. Yeah, Mess it all up. Well, yeah, because it's 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 teeming life, and Nurgle has right. to come in and wreck that. Um, and then they do. They come in between Nurgle and the Skaven bits. Um, they, it drives back most of the Sylvaneth, and Alario yeah. falls into a funk and falls into her winter mode.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like I feel like they're kind of going back to sort of like, you know, in you know the old world, that would happen every year, right? In Athel Loren, mm-hmm. like
0: Orion would fade and he'd die. Well, if if the sea, if you're so attuned to the seasons, then yes, during the winter months, things would yeah. have to. It's that life cycle, that death and rebirth. Yeah. Um, and Alariale, you know, with Nurgle not just taking over, but her. Being unable to fix it, it, it put her into this bad way, and she basically yeah. withdrew and was hiding out and just keeping her areas, her few areas pure and clean, right? Um, of course, and then <laughs> Sigmar sends his guys in, and as they're liberating Oops. the land, they've got a mission to find her, and they do find her. The problem is the Skaven were spying on them, so then yeah. Chaos found her, yeah, and wrecked her last stronghold. Right. Which really upset her, and she was going to kill all the stormcast. But then she got killed <laughs> and became a pod, a new seed, and they had to rush yeah. that seed across the, uh, basically across half of the flippin' uh, realm the that lady, we know of. Right. That was that one dryad, right? The Lady of Vines. Uh-huh. Who did all that, right? And mm-hmm. the stormcast basically t- kept her safe because it was their fault. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that's when they 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 buried the seed, and then Alariale. Pops out in her in her, you know, spring war form. Yep. And that's the Illyrial we have now. That was yeah, such it, a great story too.
1: That was cool. And uh that was that was in um that was in the beginning of Kragnos, right? When she well no when no she unleashes well yeah but, I yeah, I know what you're saying. When she comes out initially, that yeah, seed stuff happened the, during yeah. the Realm Gate Wars. It was yep, like yep, two yep, of yep. the
0: Realm Gate Wars. Yep. Jumps on the beetle and starts killing everybody. Oh, yeah. So it's, good. But yeah, in Kragnos, she still does a lot of I mean she's well, knows, awesome. yeah that's
1: where she unleashes the life magic, and life is in full effect now
0: yeah, and then they talk about the different major uh you know cities and lands in here. Mm-hmm. um I like how they talk about uh having allied with Hilarial sigmar raises strongholds. There are three great cities yeah uh there was Gyran um it says each develop their own method of fending off Gyran's ever encroaching wilds. Because that's the thing with Gyran, it's constantly growing. You build a <laughs> yeah. city, uh, it, it's gonna get overrun. You have to basically hold back the encroaching right. of the jungle because So right. will So in, yep. so in Hammerhall they import lava. Which is really clever. <laughs> they right? just have they basically have a moat with that lava from Yeah H- Hammerhall actually it's just they run water in, it runs lava out and holds yeah. stuff back. Which the Sylvanas aren't super happy about. But, but it's not nearly as bad as the other one. Uh, Thyria, uh, the living city, is really beautiful. It's Verdia. or not Verdea, uh the Greywater Fastness. Greywater Fastness. That's really. just dangerous. <laughs> yeah. That's where they basically went out, started building, and, and, and this is another place that's pumping out smoke, and it's got factories. Yeah. And, of course, all of nature around it doesn't like it, and that's the place where they basically came to a deal. They can't grow anymore mm-hmm. because they were just going out expanding and they were just basically just chopping and burning and, and pull, you know, ripping away all the nature stuff to build, which was driving the dryads and all the sylvaneth crazy and making them attack. Mm-hmm. So basically there's a treaty. This city doesn't grow anymore and we don't attack it. There's only one way in or out and it's guarded because if you right. go off the path... You will be attacked. Yeah. Which reminds me of the wood elves from fantasy, how they lived sure. they lived in Athaloran. Yeah. But Athaloran let them live there. Yeah, they had a they had a deal. Yeah. Like, and if you screwed up, like you might just fall you you know, you're you're your 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 wood elf self traveling through the woods, decide to take a nap and take a nap in the wrong place and wake up dead. Like it was yeah. dangerous, but it, it tolerated yeah. them. Or you'd
1: sleep for a thousand years you'd wake up a thousand years later mm-hmm. something like, that.
0: Yeah. so if you were basically it, it's there's this deal they are tolerated but they cannot grow anymore and you, they right. still have to protect themselves because they're never right. quite certain if the the land around them will change its mind and i suppose the opposite of
1: that would be the living city which is literally a city made from
0: trees for lack of a better word,
1: you know, it's nature.
0: That reminds me a lot of, that reminds me of Lothlorien from Lord of the Rings, like where, where, you know, when they get there and they meet up with... uh, Galadriel. Galadriel, yeah, that sort of of thing. That's how I picture it.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And then I've got one more big one is the Phoenicium, which is where the Phoenix Temple is,
0: Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. Right, and that's a that's a that's another beautiful realm. Um, isn't that the they city talk- with the amber? Or is that not? Am I got thinking of the wrong city?
1: Uh, the Phoenician. They talk about it in the Cities of Sigmar book. I could grab it.
0: Right quick. No, I mean, we don't have to go. On, we've got so much to okay. tell. We don't need to go grab right. another one. <laughs> um, there's another couple pages all about Hammerhall Gyra. Yeah, uh, and I, so good. I love how they—they they don't like—they still don't know why they're about the um, the the they have the aqualiths which are the floating. Yeah. They're like the megaliths from actually, yeah. and they're like even the city's green priests have not entirely solved the mystery of what keeps them floating. They don't know yeah. why. Some yeah, just, where's all that where's all that water coming from? We don't know. All they know is if they mess with it too much, sometimes some have crashed. So right. you don't want to play with it. Um. This is a really super cool idea. Uh, they talk about the, the, uh, the, the, this area where Gyran's got these fires going from like their volcan- volcanic areas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then where they meet the springs of Aqua Gyranus that bubble up from below the Cortian Range, lava flows and send up a great cloud of enchanted steam. So, Aqua Gyranus is a healing water. Yeah. So where the water runs and hits these underground lava flows, which exist in I mean, yes it is the realm of life, it's not it's not actually, but by the same token, sure,
1: there's still know, some they, sort of they, molten core there.
0: Yeah. Um it lets off a steam, a protective mist of pure life-giving magic that repels yeah. demonic and corrupted creatures and can even cure ailments and sickness in those who immerse themselves with it. Uh, I love this. This is so such a totally cool, yeah, thing. Um, and you know what? They eat bugs eat mostly bugs. here. That's what you also find out. Yeah, they eat bugs, and they
1: ride to war on like giant bugs, like giant bugs, and snails and
0: stuff. Like, really? <laughs> not, not only do bugs and grubs provide the city's main source of food, but larger <laughs> species of insect native divertia are harnessed as beasts of burden and even war mounts. Yeah. The famed shell riders of the 68th Velt it's Guard like, have employed what? rock crusher scarabs to great effect in their mass cavalry charges. Yeah. I literally have that written. What? Then just question marks and <laughs> exclamation points after it. I'm like, what? Uh, how come I don't have? we don't have any of those models? I don't, I don't That's know. That's fantastic. I you know, love you can, this.
1: I- could someone convert like a model for that, and then use them as like, like you know the, like the big cavalry
0: for oh. Cities of Sigmar? You know the. Uh, that is such a cool thing. Like that, I reading that. Like this is why I'm reading this stuff to get yeah. these little bits that they drop, and then you know if it, you never it'll show up in a book. It'll show up in a Black Library book. It'll sure. show up in a bit of lore in their next in their next battle tome. You'll get a you'll get a model for it or something. You'll be like, I remember reading about that, it's just, yeah. just little blurbs. And if you don't, this is still like you just said, you know, hey, who's gonna build do some conversions so that the right. model for this has looks like these things? Yeah. Who's gonna come up with these ideas? Who's gonna make this part of their thing? There's right. there's so much information to mine for your own way to play in here. Yeah, you could just proxy them as demigrips and mm-hmm. have a, have a good time. Yeah. Uh, now we're into the realm of
1: beasts. Yes, um, Gur has a this, rug- was, this. Was my least favorite realm initially, but now it eh, might be my second or third favorite now, just because they expanded it. You know, Again, a it's, lot.
0: it's it's not just all big monsters running around yeah. and orcs and and ogres. Right. Uh, it has a rugged splendor from one type of terrain to it moves from one type of terrain to another quite abruptly. The skies are rarely free of wielding gyre eagles or sallow vultures. In Gur, a traveler might seek refuge in a cave one night and emerge the next morning to find the horizon has changed, the landmarks having slid slightly but discernibly out of position. This never stops being cool, by the way. Here the mountains move in search of ice with which to armor its flanks. Just as the open plains grind the mountain's edge to sharp gravel, the better to cut the feet of those who traverse it. The river conquers the hills, gradually carving them apart with the rocks it has ripped from the high peaks. The hills shiver free those forests that seek to take root upon them, and the forest stalks upon blood-hungry tendrils in the night, seeking to sink questing root tips into the corpses of the fallen, the better to feast. The land itself is alive and moving and killing. Yeah. And that I love. In fact, if you look at the map, you have what is it? Uh, where Bright is? Maw is? It literally looks like part of the the, the It looks like it, all along the seacoast, it looks like claws or jaws.
2: Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is just, just a it, it just
0: literally looks like teeth. Yeah. And if you want to live in this realm, this in the Gurish Heartland, Thondia is sort of the place you want to be because it is the largest of the tectonic plates. Yeah. So. As we've talked about, if the land itself is moving around and attacking other parts of the land, this is the largest piece. It's sort of the alpha predator of – it's the geographical alpha predator. Yeah, you're not going to fall into a crack in the earth overnight.
1: Yeah. I mean, how crazy is this, though? Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you look up in the mountains and there's two, like, mountains fighting. You know, it's kind (laughs) of like the – you know, it's kind of like the Lord of the Rings, the passive carriage thing where yeah. they're like, "Oh, look what's going on! Oh my God, there's mountains fighting!"
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's it's I mean, it's not like some old Max Fleischer cartoon, but you wake up in the morning and this mountain has moved over closer to that mountain, and part of that mountain is tumbling down, and it's like, yeah. "Wait, what is happening? How is this happening?" Yeah. Because the land, I mean, the land itself fights mm-hmm. and consumes, and that's very cool.
1: Yeah, it's excellent. So, my. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. I guess my favorite thing about this is Excelsis. Well, yeah, Excelsis
0: has been around since... That's the City of Secrets book. Yeah. I think it's so cool. It is very cool. Uh, The Spear of Malice, which I didn't realize when they said that, was the actual part of... So apparently some part of the world that was came crashing in when it blew apart. Yeah. As this realm was forming... That piece came crashing into it, and so there's out in the water. There is a
1: huge. There's a picture of it.
0: Yeah, and it's it's enormous. It's like a giant. I mean, some giant asteroid comes crashing down, and it's 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 bigger than a mountain. Yeah, just in the water. What's up with the
1: spear of malice? I mean, like there is. Oh my God! There's got to be so much. Stuff going on with that. I mean, and,
0: yeah, and they go through, and there's veins of whatever material that allows them to do prophecies. And once again, yeah. this is something that we've definitely talked about, uh, and we talked yeah. about it in the uh, in the in the last couple of books because in Techless and and those books, um, there was all the plans with the Slanesh people coming through. Um, mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was a big part of the Kragnos book. Yeah, it was a big part of that. Plus, because mm-hmm. Kragnos doesn't like any civilizations in his beautiful realm.
1: Yeah. And this this is different than the actual realm stone that Gur is made out of. So that's like the amber Which um, is
0: actually in the bones of larger beasts.
1: Yeah. So the 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 Spear of Malice is is literally part of the world that was. And right. they and they shave part they get little bits of it the glimmerings and they Mm -hmm. uh, gives them prophecies which is just so interesting to me
0: yeah no it's it's really it's a fantastic bit of information and this is definitely something you should read if you want to know about more about the realm because this is where the the, uh, it's it's their main source of trade and stuff like that and they use it and they use it for everything like they'll yeah. use the smaller bits just to know where the good fishing is. So, like any what? of any of the different trades will use it to their benefit if they're clever.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, literally, that the, the Excelsis wouldn't exist without the foreknowledge of like the enemy's actions. Like they they couldn't survive because they would just mm-hmm. get annihilated. But they have forewarning of where the attacks are going to be, where they're going to come from, and they can defend against it.
0: And that's part of being in the realm of beast. You're under constant attack. Yeah. And so yeah. having that bit of foreknowledge, being able yep. to figure stuff out, uh it's yeah. it's so good. And
1: yeah, so and there's also a lo- a big part of um they call them the the reclaimed, right? Mhm. In Guyran. Gair- these are or in Ger- these are the people who survived the age of chaos. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Like, like they're still around, and they're part of the people that defend this land for Sigmar. I mean, they've got to be, you know, they, they've got to be, you know, fairly hardy people.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a cool realm. It's got a lot of, and like I said, once again, there's a realm for everybody. Yeah. Uh, you can get to the realm of metal. Yep. Which is our next one in the realm of metal? It's it's the it it seems the most hectic and most changing, which is why Zinch likes it. But even the map, it seems yeah, like the map l- is like oof. It's a, it's yeah. kind of a mess. Lots of small things, sort of concentric cons- mm-hmm. concentric bits going around and around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably the strangest of all realms. It hangs in the etheric void as a collection of landscapes, ranging from the disc-like crucible of civilization at its heart to the hanging valleys that dot its outskirts. After drawing the mad, multifarious eyes of Zinch, the lands have changed, twisted, and mutated, and changed again. Yeah. It is his priority to warp the realm of metal into something more fitting to his own insane vision.
1: Yeah.
2: So
0: um, this
1: is this is the realm where the Caradron Overlord sort of got their start, too. And that's based on... Because this is where Grimnir fought the uh Volcatrix Volcatrix, right,
0: and died and turned into ether gold, yeah, so, this is yeah this is and plus there's so many minerals here, this is where yeah. the dwarves were mining, and when the age of chaos came, they just took to the skies and stayed there it's it's mm-hmm. this is an, another area that's rich in really interesting uh source material for stories and for your, yeah for your armies,
1: yeah, they talk about the <laughs> So this is where the, albeit at one force to travel in armored steam caravans, armadas of skyships, or clockwork beasts of burden. Huh? Yes.
0: <laughs> they got robots. They got robots. Okay. Uh, with a mineral <laughs> bounty in excess of all the other realms combined, mm. Shaman was once the center of the realm-spanning trade empire. There, it's, all, it's the realm of metal. There's all the material. There's more material here than all the other realms, and that's why. You've yeah. got all the creators and all these people coming to this place. Um, I said, you know, I like this part, though much of it is metallic in nature, it does have verdant reaches and pure water in abundance, particularly in the sub-realms near the realm sphere's core. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the, but even the trees and stuff, have they seem to have a glinting iron sheen to them and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, what else do you want to talk about from
1: Shamon? I think it's kind of neat how they describe, like how, like, how do you pay for stuff in a realm that is just made out yeah. of gold. <laughs> like, yeah. like what's, what's valuable here? Like what are people trading? And they sort of bring it home like for regular folks. Like what, like what do they do? Oh, they I mean they barter basically food, you know, um, like that kind of things that think that's that, you know, are are valuable here is not what is valuable in other realms.
0: Right. It's, 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 uh, this is, it's another hard land to live in too. Yeah. Yeah. But so and and this is one of the lands that has some of the most um uh the uh the, uh, st- the stormcast because Ze is constantly working his way and his mm-hmm. cults into these places. They're very on the watch.
1: Right. So the big city here is the Vindicarium. And um this is the city that was in uh, Bellacore book. Right. You know, that got attacked by the demon hordes and the Night Haunt and the, you know, the giant armada of Caradron. you know, yeah, these ride, are. Ride, ride, rides of the Valkyrie. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm swooping in carpet yep.
0: bombs the the demons. Um. This, the Zinch, you know, Zinch has come through and taken over in here, and that has caused some really crazy stuff. They talk about how Zinch's uh, people come through. One by one, the clockwork armies were surrounded and destroyed. Millions of mortals fell along with them. Yeah. The vast concave pit held within it a realm gate known as the Silver Shaft, because it's a big mountain, or a, yeah, mm-hmm. a big uh, un- a non-active volcano. The Celestial Vindicators, you know, c- claimed it. This is where you had Zinch coming through and bad things happening. And the Vindicators basically yeah. came through and killed off like three quarters of the population. Right. Not good. Basically, if you had any bad thoughts in your head, that was a spawning ground for chaos and they wiped you out. Um, yeah. The people are terrified of them yeah. and have become actually the most... Instead of they didn't go against them, like it didn't drive them against them, it made them want to prove even more how they are faithful, so that they don't have stormcast those, coming to wipe okay, them out. I think those are the
1: ones that survived
0: the purge. Are like yeah. ooh <laughs> and 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 these are the, they've become the the biggest the, the biggest zealots, yeah, um, because they've survived and they don't want anyone thinking there's any taint of cast on them. They are puritanical. Yeah. In their devotion to Sigmar and any bit of stepping out of lineness is met yeah. with swift punishment because they don't want to bring the storm cast down on them. Right. And why and how and annoying, the,
1: so they talk about this 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 piston engine mounted hammer. The constant hammer. An enormous piston engine mounted atop Fort Wenger that hammers out a relentless beat all day and all night. An ever-present reminder that the eye of the God-King is upon the citizenry. Oh, man. like exactly. How annoying.
0: A that constant beat. clanging.
1: Bing.
0: All Boom. night. Like Boom. Oh, God. <laughs> Every, you know How often does a train go by? So often you don't even notice. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It, this place is kind of horrible. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, it says in the last part, in the aftermath of the latest disaster, and that was what we talked about from the, yeah. the book, the devoted of Sigmar have uh have only exacerbated the harshness of its dogma, blaming the city's travails upon insufficient faith and extending mandatory hours of prayer and self-admonishment. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's this is this is cuckoo for cocoa puffs. <laughs> uh you know what? Let's uh let's cover shyish and then take a break. Okay. Shyish is <sighs> This we, fascinating to me Yeah No this is Because it's, it's the realm That's been turned upside down Yeah And it was a beautiful place Right I mean it was Whatever You know If a mortal populace Believed in an afterlife It would crystallize And form at the edge Of the realm of death In the most yeah. magical Obviously right Upon yeah. their yeah. death Their souls would find Themselves there Whether it's a paradise A purgatory Or a dark oblivion Whatever you thought Your afterlife was gonna be That's where yeah. you wound up Yeah Um over so, the, yeah.
1: the next part is kind of, is like, Sigmar messes it up.
0: Well, when Sigmar came, <laughs> he saw this potential. Over the course of the Age of Myth, he settled them with people, where they coexisted hmm. peacefully with the dead. should I he mean, have done that? Well, why not? It's a I, realm. I mean, there were people living there already. It's not like he they couldn't live there. But couldn't the dead just do their
1: own thing on the edges of the realm? They're not hurting anybody. Why? Hmm. I feel like he meddled here.
0: I don't know. I, I, I just figured that, you know, I don't I mean, know. It's, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. But I feel like he meddled a little. Uh, but he came in and, did, and of course, once, once he freed Nagash, basically yeah. Nagash turned around and said, because whatever your religion was, your religion had a god. And so yeah. that when you'd go to your afterlife, your god would be there. Mm-hmm. So they had all these hundreds if not thousands of different religions with different realms and different gods. And Nagash, just, Nagash is the one who really went in and just killed all their gods. Right, except one. Yep. Uh, well, if that one survived, yes. There mm. might be one that survived. Uh, the, the, at least their people believe they did. But, yeah. um, um, so there was a cool um, thing in
1: White Dwarf about this area called Halost. Halost which is one of these little island. You can see it there. It's on the right-hand side of the map. This was kind of an area that wasn't... It was fighting back against Nagash, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, those, those souls there still had their underworld, and they were still active and fighting for it. It was a really cool campaign you could play out in the White Dwarf. They, like, linked it over a couple of series of articles and it was really neat. There's some really cool background about Haylost. in... Um, it was probably five, six, seven issues ago. Really cool. Cool. Uh,
0: basically, though, of course, Nagash ruins everything. After killing all of the gods and deciding that all the dead have to work for him, he really corrupts the place. Yeah. Turns a that, lot of I've the dead se- violent. Yeah. Go ahead. You were saying?
1: So, I, so that, I, I'd never seen that picture before, like the shyest nadir. I never... They didn't really understand like the scope of it and they got a picture of it there and it's like
0: whoa oh, yeah it's he he built a whirlpool basically mm-hmm. of magical energy in the center now mm-hmm. here's what happens first of all he goes through and kills all these gods and he takes all this hope out of the place and it becomes yeah. a more desolate um his vampire ass- assistants come in and start yeah. corrupting the place mm-hmm. um he sends all of his, his his armies out uh to conquer the place. So suddenly the it's there's not this living in peace with the dead. And maybe Sigmar did mess with it, but it was peaceful when he went in there. It's it's yeah. it's Nagash who came in and really started to to push things around and change it to make it his way. And the biggest mm-hmm. thing he did was he decided he had a plan. And he sends out his skeleton Archon. armies under Archon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they walk out to that edge that we already talked about. And the magic on the edge of their realm is gravestone. It's their realm stone. It's a gravestand. Each grain of sand is somebody's life. Yeah. And you think about it, the, the billions and trillions of lives that have been lived <laughs> yeah. through all the realms, and each one of them is c- encompassed in this one grain of sand on the edge, and he sends out his skeletons, thousands, hundreds of thousands, and they walk, and I remember we figured this out with whoever I was doing the show with, and yeah. walking there and back, I think, I think the trip there was like three and a half times around the earth. <laughs> one I don't know skeleton. If I don't know if it was it's there one and back.
1: skeleton mm-hmm. could pick up one grain of sand. Because if he
0: held two, it would disintegrate him because he couldn't handle yeah. all the magic. And yeah. they would just walk. This you're talking, and we always always talk about how Nagash plays the longest of the long games. Yeah, we're talking thousands of years. Right. This is going on. Right. So this mm-hmm. is the that that was those are the skeletons
1: who make up that one OCR Bone Reapers. Section uh, yeah the guys I who are very remember. magic resistant yeah I can't, I can't remember, remember the name either it is.
0: Um, so what happens is by moving all this realm uh, this uh, gravesand to the center, yeah. he yeah. converts that into those big black stones which he uses to make the black pyramid. Now yeah. anyone who knows Warhammer Fantasy, he created the black mm. pyramid in in, uh, in in that game too, and this yeah. one it's upside down it's pointing tip the down are. yeah, and the yeah. gashes Ar right. In new Nagashazar, which he's got, of course, because he names uh, uh, the main city after himself all the time, (laughs) he builds the Black Pyramid upside down, floating, pointing down, and his big ritual, which again gets messed up by the Skaven, because they're trying to find out what he's doing, and they do a gnaw hole right into the middle of the Black Pyramid, which then messes things up, corrupts it, their own gross stuff in there, screws something up. I think all the Skaven who jumped in there, they all died. Yes, yes. But they managed to mess it up. They didn't have
1: the the fell blade this time. They didn't stab Nagash. They just but messed they messed it up this spell. And they were there. Yeah.
0: So picture this giant inverted pyramid in the center of the realm, which then starts spinning. And yeah. as it spins, it's using all that death energy because each block is made out of grave sand. Now think about that. You make brick, but yeah. instead of using mud or whatever, they use all those little. Add- it's, it's just grains of this grave sand. Yeah making an entire pyramid like the, like i mean it's huge it's like the pyramids of giza it's they're monstrous and this Wait, thing spins yeah. spins spins and comes down and touches down on the center and drills its way into it causing right. this vortex which is slowly dragging all of these other Realms that have been created, all of these mini sub realms are all Mm -hmm. slowly being dragged to the center. And once it gets there, it gets pulled in, sucked in. And all the people who live there, living, dead spirits, everything, they can't, you know, because that's one of the things Nagesh doesn't like is that these spirits who are living in peace and harmony with their family members, they're not his to control. Right. Once they get sucked into the vortex, all of that individuality, that freedom gets wiped away and that soul is now Mm -hmm. his to control,
1: right. So, so we're talking about AOS two. This is the Soul Wars. You know, this is what that was all
0: mm-hmm. about. The Necroquake, all that stuff. And you could there's a bunch of cool stuff to read here. It does explain the Necroquake because that's what happens. It goes through, causes the Necroquake. This huge shift in death and everybody felt it like people started to realize there is a shift in the magical properties of one of the realms and they're all interconnected so this messed with everything right and then it caused this huge magical eruption which just caused that necromantic energy to run through all the realms which caused basically anywhere this ran through the dead rose yeah the night haunt went
1: crazy yeah
0: yeah, and that's what you get. And if you want to know how like why these people don't like you know, why people are fighting against Nagash taking the place over. Because he is the god of the dead, why not let him rule it? Other people rule it, let him rule it. Because A, everybody's gonna come there. But go read the Night Haunt lore yeah. section about how they go every single unit in the Night Haunt book is this unit is tortured by Nagash in this way. This right. unit is tortured by... These are all people that he just got annoyed with, which basically, yeah. if you exist, he's probably going to get annoyed with you.
1: Yeah, the worst... Well, like Most of them are like, these murderers and killers, they turn into these night haunts, these guys were, you know, robbers and thieves the, and heritans, the turn of though. this night
0: hunt. The poor heretics. They were healers, but they made people live longer, which kept them from Nagash, so he punishes them even worse. It's the, he's the worst. <laughs> he terrible. is the worst of the most petty of the gods. <laughs> uh, he's just the worst, but you can go through and read a lot of this, yeah. and then it gets up to what we did, it, what we read in Teclis in part mm-hmm. three, yeah. where basically Underworlds at War, yeah, yeah, it's that whole idea of bringing hope back. As long as these people mm-hmm. have hope, yep. they won't go sinking into the Nadir. But they did manage to stop Nagash st- and, and and stop the movement into the. They basically stopped the Nadir from working.
1: Yeah, they can't. They sort of canceled. The necroquake right so it's not mm-hmm. that that death magic is not leaching into the other realms anymore and sucking all the
0: right um basically wow-tousand. the the realm is still inverted but it's yeah. not it's not feeding off of itself like it was life magic yeah. has now become ascendant
1: yeah right uh
0: what else do we got uh, they do talk about the city of Lethis, which Lethys is, is really cool, cool. lethice is really cool isn't neat Uh, It takes the name from the lake which it's situated A vast body of glassy pitch black water Whose depths conceal mysteries beyond the ken of any human Don't fall in it A saying goes that (laughs) Lethus is a graveyard with a city attached (laughs) Uh, It's a darksome city but not an ugly one There's a bleak majesty in its soaring towers And tall narrow manor houses Whose artfully engraved steeples cast flickering shadows Across Lake Lethys This is just some really cool stuff Um just they talk about Morda, too.
1: So if you know the world that was, there was a guy called Moor, right? Mm-hmm. He was sort of the the and god of the dead for the Sigmar, you know, pantheon. Mm-hmm. He was the guy. And there was plenty of armies out there based on
2: The
0: armies Moore, of Moor. Heck, right? I, we had the terrain piece, the Garden of Moor, which was the, the Garden graveyard. Garden of Moor, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but this, like this, 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 is... this connects to the war cry stuff, because they have those, uh, yeah. those raven priests and people, um, but they believe in Morda, and they see he has survived, and Nagash did not get him. Right. Um, I think it's very cool how one of the biggest industries is selling uh, talismans and stuff that will keep you yeah. safe from Nagash. And it's like, the thing is, they actually work. Yeah, I like that part. Like but then down. the other thing oh, wow. is that once people realized it worked, a whole bunch of of uh, you know shady people started making yeah. uh, fake ones. So now you never yeah. know what's going to work and what's not. Right. I think the other cool thing about lethis is the lake
1: itself. Like yeah. you fall in it, you'll just forget who you are. Yeah. That's, you know, so they can dilute this water, and then they can use it to treat people who have like been traumatized by the horrors
0: of the mortal realms, so like, that's them kind of forget awesome forget their terror. yeah there's some really cool stuff in here this is also the city that um th- when lady olinder came to free catacros from right. one of those uh storm vaults yeah. this is where it was here's what i think is cr- is cool um they talk about how they power the city of lethis yeah oh Aside from yeah. the lightning engines and star water <laughs> mills that grant light oh, no. and energy, Lethys' main source of power comes from the Everwheels beneath the city. Never heard of this. This is fantastic. Uh-huh. What's an Everwheel, you say? Hey, <laughs> what's an Everwheel? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> These immense churning treadmills are connected to important elements of the city's infrastructure. Water wheels, furnaces, and grain shredding blades. They're driven by the motion of thousands upon thousands of mortals packed together in a great trudging mass. Overwhelmingly, criminals and prisoners that find themselves condemned to this man-made hell, but not exclusively. And here's, this, is, this is how yeah. bad it is to live under Nagesh. Uh. In exchange for assurance that upon death their bodies will be interred and blessed by the Raven Priests, many of Lethus' citizens willingly subject themselves to a long spell upon the Everwheels. So feared is the great enemy Nagash that a few years of terrible exhaustion and suffering is considered a better fate than an eternity of tortured servitude at his hands. So yeah. one of the things that these priests, these raven priests can do is they can not only can give you stuff that will protect you against the undead, but right. they know how to bury you so that Nagash can't come and get you. See, that's cool. So and, you won't be raised as a zombie or a skeleton or And whatever. people who live here are willing to basically put themselves into indentured servitude for yeah. three or four years, which can very well kill you. Yeah, what's the shift on the Everwheel every day? Like, I'm thinking the... like 12 hours on. <laughs> 12 you
1: know? hours on, 12 hours
0: on? Yeah, you know. Um But what's crazy about this is that... um you get a lunch break? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you don't eat too much. They don't actually give you lunch break. They just give you that water, and you forget that you didn't have lunch. <laughs> oh, there you
1: go. So, Man, f- I like How does the bathroom work on the
0: ever wheel? Oh, you probably just go while you're walking and pushing the wheel, just trudging through your own crap. (laughs) No, It's terrible. And then (laughs) the Skaven come by, and they just get rid of it because that's what they do. Oh, Um, gosh. But think about this. You're willing to put your – because if you die, they'll say – but you're willing to put yourself under – Slave labor for several years just to get your soul safe in the afterlife. It's crazy. This is a great read if you want to read anything about this.
1: I think I'd find another way to not have to be on the ever wheel. Yeah.
0: I'd like to find a way too. I just don't know it. (laughs)
1: That would be my goal if I lived in Lethis. Well, my first goal would maybe be to leave Lethis.
0: Yeah. My second goal would be to not be be on the the flipping wheel. Right. (laughs) All right. So listen, break, and then we're going to come back. We've got Olgu and Hish, and then right. a little bit about Azir, and we'll be wrapping this up. Okay? Nice. Okay. We'll be right back. There's always something happening at crock darts That's right, friends, Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, and at grognardgames.com. They are now open daily from 12 to 7 for your gaming pleasure. Now, if you want, you can go into the store, find what you need. Not comfortable going into the store? Even with a mask on? Call them up for curbside pickup. Or order online at grognardgames.com. They've got what you need. They've got Warhammer. They've got Dungeons & Dragons. They've got Marvel Crisis Protocol. They've got Battletech. They've got a huge pre-owned section, and you can find it on grognardgames.com or in the store. Now, you can't play in the store right now. Still got to have social distancing protocols. And if I got to stay more than six feet away from you, probably can't play a game of Magic. Probably going to be pretty difficult to play a game of Warhammer either. But you can still get all your hobby needs met at Grognards, because if the world starts to reopen and your hobbying starts to take off again, you know you're going to need stuff, and you can find it at Grognards. And why? You know why. Because there's always something happening at Grognards. And we're back. Hello. Hey, okay, now Chris, we're down to the last of the major realms. We've got the realms of shadow and light and the realm of heavens. Now, Ulgu is one of those realms that we've heard almost nothing about. Like, Mm -hmm. even through all the other books and the source books, all you ever hear is people go there and never, like, they never come back. They never come back, right. We got a little
1: bit of it in the Marathi book. I think they talk a little bit about it
0: yeah and they talk not a little, a lot. they talk about it in marathi and in um in the daughters of cain because that's where they live mm-hmm. but it's mostly just about hagnar and how they live in this one terrible sort of spot that 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 uh he gave them right uh that that malaria allowed them to have <laughs> um this is a fantastic section this might be one of my like even the now if you look at the map it looks like mm-hmm. smoke yeah everything is swirling and it looks like smoke and it's it almost looks reversed like everybody else like yeah the, i was
1: thinking the same thing yeah it's like contrasted differently yeah it's a negative because
0: everybody else has right. the ground and then where the oceans are are the dark color and the territory yeah. and here the ground is black and the oceans are white are yeah. white which i got all confused i'm like what wait what is happening <laughs> here but that's just it's, really yeah. cool that they pull that yeah. nonsense yeah, I like that, and you can see if you look around,
1: you can see all the different factions all have places in here. Like, there's a Fire Slayer Lodge on here. There's obviously Mist Haven, which is the the free city. There's, you know,
0: looks like everyone's got like a little
1: piece of this somehow.
0: Yeah um but even those places it says that any anything that they manage to you know grab and and eke out is still ugh, like it's hard it's hard fought for yeah um there is no uh, this I find this interesting olgu doesn't have night and day they've got dim and pitch black <laughs> yeah which is cool because uh you'll find out later when you get to um the realm hish. of light it's hish it's it goes from Super bright to kind of dim, like lightly yeah. dim. So they, they never, this place never gets light, that place never gets dark, which is, I think, pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. They're still, they're still trying to show us sort of the dichotomy between the high elves and the dark elves, I believe is still the, oh, yeah. Is the overlying theme here. You know, they're mm-hmm. still trying to drive that home a little bit without outright
0: saying that there's high elves and dark elves. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- Okay, so Malarian gets here and just decides he's going to tame this place. Now, right. Interesting bit, you get a little bit about Malarian here. After the end of the world that was, Malakith is sucked mm-hmm. into the realms just like all the other ones. He's he's a god at this point. Yeah. Um but he doesn't have
1: a body. Right. He's he's ju- a, he's, a, he's like a he's like Voldemort
0: yeah, he's like a spirit. He is. He he yeah. is shadow, and, yeah. and 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 it's. I love it's. Uh, what is it here? Uh, buh, buh, buh. He didn't yeah, have a form, was... though. Staggeringly powerful by the standards of the sane, he was as insubstantial as a shade, which is yeah. appropriate, right? Yeah. Over time, his anger and bitterness coalesced, giving him <laughs> solidity. He's just so mad that he yeah. just forms a body. Like wow. Yeah, his anger. Uh, just, just create like, so his his literal form is created from bitterness and anger. Yeah. So I wonder, is he still locked in the armor
1: that he was in before?
0: Oh, I don't think so. I think when you we see him, mean? he's going to have a very different form. He's not yeah. no, because that's not that body anymore. Right. None so of them have their he's... old. None of them have their old bodies except Sigmar. I I would. Assume... I would guess that I mean, Nagash case. doesn't look like he used to I mean maybe he does he might Nagash might, but illaral mm-hmm. doesn't look like ilarial, even the stuff she remembers, the stuff she created in mm-hmm. the uh in, in there it's always half sort of images yeah um Tyrion and teclas teclas I mean, well teclas kind of looks like but that doesn't seem to be his original body because he was nowhere yeah. right and I don't uh, know. and i mean if if nothing else, this gives them an opportunity because he was sort of locked into that. Yeah. By the lore, he, his body was so burned, they locked him into that magic armor. Now he doesn't right. have a body. Yeah. So that's... Well, he. Well, he do, I guess he does. I think he does now. Right? right. He's got a... Yeah. But he <laughs> didn't when he showed up. So he doesn't... They could make mm-hmm. him look like however they want to, which is a great way to do that. Right. Um. So he finds his mom, basically.
1: She's... Yeah. She's hanging out with some shadow demons, apparently.
0: Yes. He discovered many strange creatures yet felt no kinship. And what does it say they were doing? He finds them. She's surrounded by shadow demons in a dark
1: glade, all engaging in a wild bacchanal that he would later learn sealed an alliance between Morathi and the rulers of the Black Moon known as
0: Orb Duplicita. Yeah. I mean, what is happening? Yeah.
1: So we need a vocabulary lesson. What's well, a bacchanal?
0: Oh a bacchanal. A bacchanalian, that's a that's a Greek thing, like the god that's a, a bacchanal is is dancing and feasting and party like a bac yeah. that's like um uh what's his name? Um oh. Dionysus, right? Yeah, Dionysus, yeah, right, thank mm-hmm. you. The god Dionysus, the god of wine and feasting, those mm-hmm. parties were bacchanals. So right. it's 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 this huge celebration. And you can mm-hmm. I mean, you could just picture what they're you know, the nonsense that's <laughs> happening. Yeah. And look, this one paragraph, you can run off and do at least one or two new armies off of this. Yeah. And how many books? Just from the stuff you're getting from this little section. Uh Uh, Now, granted, because we know nothing about Ulgu, every little morsel seems like a feast. But this is, I got so excited reading all this. (laughs) Um. And then they've got uh, Ulgu was torn in the war between Elf and Chaos worshiper known as the Cath Cathchar uh, duel the Cathar duel yes uh, Skaven do okay here especially Clan Eshin. I mean it, yep. it makes sense yeah um, but even they don't really have much going on here only Malarian himself and his endless legions of cruel hearted elves which is great because you know he's got elves yeah he's got a he's got a bunch of I suppose they're
1: the darkling covens I would assume. Well, well but they're not the dark Maybe they're not Covens. The Darkling Covens, those these are, are ruled
0: by the sorceresses I have a feeling he's got something different and especially who are these guys because there's these demons of shadow that he controls too which is why mm-hmm. I'm so excited about this army I've never been so excited about elves before yeah I, we I, we really we don't know
1: who they're gonna be like who's missing from the old dark elf it,
0: army book nothing I mean, we haven't the I mean, only the thing,
1: shades we haven't seen the shades I don't
0: Thing. We don't have the Shades or the Assassins or the Cold One Riders, but well, who, we do. Those are the. Oh, do we have the Cold One Riders?
1: Yeah, those are the um, uh, the Order Serpentis.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I really think that those are sort of the elves that sort of survived and were on their own, and now they're in Azir. Mm-hmm. That's a city's a Sigmar thing, and I have a feeling we're going to see an entire just like. I mean with you know, Marathi got a yeah. mostly new army. Yep. Uh you know, Lumineth got a completely new army. I think yep. the Olgu... Yeah,
1: you think are- we're gonna see the we're gonna see the contrast to the Lumineth Realm Lords. We're gonna see the whatever they're gonna call it, the the Shadrach
0: Shadow Coven or something. Yeah, like, who knows? But it's gonna be fantastic. Whatever. I'm super excited mm-hmm. about it. Mm. Alright, uh let's see. Um what else do we have in here? Then they go into a bunch of stuff about with Marathi. Uh, yeah. He gave Marathi that area as an yeah. insult. Yeah. The archipelago uh, of the Hellflux Isles has become a major power, able to rival even mighty Ulgaroth, the domain of Malarian, for influence. I yeah. mean, she, you know what? That backfired. Say this for Marathi. She can, she can, tur- she can make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. This is a girl who yeah. can make lemonade out of lemon seeds. Like, mm-hmm. you give her anything. Yeah, just half a chance, and she's going to run with it. And she always, I mean, yeah, with the exception her, of the, the yeah. end where she got
1: eaten. Right, or sliced
0: in half by an Arian. Yeah. But even then, she got <laughs> sliced in half, and she's making the most of it. She... Yeah. Always she's a survivor and she's mm-hmm. fantastic. And yeah, I think that's 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 the key
1: phrase for Moreth. She's a
0: survivor, exactly. Yeah. So let's see what else. Um The Vale's main threat, they talk about this, uh comes from Ulgaroth. Large mm-hmm. swathes of the Convergence remain in the hands of Slanesh worshippers, Grots and Skaven, and to venture into such territories is to invite a slow and agonizing death. So, you know, they do have a bunch of it. But mm-hmm. even there, it's, it's just everything you read about this is dangerous. Right. Living, so, yeah. I think we read in another source book where the
1: Realm of Shadow was never really completely conquered by chaos during the Age of Chaos. It was kind of, you know, under the the control
0: of. Malarian, Malarian never lost yeah, but yeah. they still have large territories absolutely he can 't be everywhere at once. I think it actually says here somewhere that he he can 't be everywhere at once mm-hmm. um I do like how this place, because it's so you, you can't put down anything permanent because of the the way things are going. Uh, Mm -hmm. I like it says here, living in Olgu demands an adaptable outlook, and those who prefer to lay down firm roots find life difficult. Misthaven and other Olguan settlements have only small populations of Dwarden and fewer still of orders like the Phoenix Temple, who have trouble keeping the flames of their shrines alight. Mm -hmm. And it talks about how, basically, you have to be be in that sort of guerrilla mindset, ready to move at any time. And it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Even Misthaven. When I'm reading about this, Misthaven isn't even a town. No. It's a it's bunch a of bunch giant of... boats lashed yeah. together. Lashed to,
1: together. But... Yeah, and they all go together in like a certain way. And then, then when they break the fleet apart, they know which way they go back together, which is kind of cool. Even the, the storm keep there is on a big boat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And in fact, the, the, and the, the light, the realm gate about that, that they're protecting, that thing doesn't even stay in a place. It moves around. Yeah. They just know where it goes. They know its path, and they just stay under it.
1: Mm -hmm. uh, Mm-hmm. It hangs suspended above the Stormkeep's main deck.
0: It appears that they have lashed this portal to their will, but in Mm -hmm. fact, they merely intuit its movements through divination and ritual and follow its drifting path wherever it leads. Yeah. They have, however, managed to achieve an arcane method of alternately dimming and focusing the light shutting it off to shroud enemies in darkness or sending beams of luminescence across the ocean to call ships home. This is fantastic. It's kind of like a lighthouse. Yeah. For the armies of Sigmar, yeah. Um, And much to, and and to go back to not only this, but sort of the 40K Dark Elves, um, drugs are a major, although illegal, um, uh, trade here. Yeah, they got all kinds of them. I think that's fantastic. They talk about this. It offers not only shadow woven silks and illusory charms, but also captured prisoners. This is the stuff that these guys trade with Marathi. but mm-hmm. it's illicit substances. And even the Stormcast who live there, like this, is illegal. But even they don't really stop that yeah, unless it's a, they really turn a blind bad. Eye to it. Yeah. Unless it's something <laughs> really bad. Like they, the the worst, like. It's so funny. It's almost, and I don't want to say, it's, it's like a weird, like a corrupt, it's like almost like, you know, you got this, we're going to stop the worst drug offenses so it looks like we're doing something. Right. And I'm not saying they're corrupt because they're not, but these guys, I mean, whoever's running, you know, in charge of keeping this, play, they, they know what the score is and it's not right. worth, it's well, not what's worth,
1: worth. It's not worth upsetting,
0: I suppose, the, you know, the,
1: the Elven communities and the way they are because without them, I don't think the storm cast could
0: be there. Right. You don't want to lose all the cooperation of these people. And you have mm-hmm. to have it because everything – there are people, and I forget what they're called, their whole job that people pay them to just get them through Misthaven, through the different yeah. boats and the docks, because you'll get lost and you'll get killed. Right. I mean, this place is super dangerous. Not dangerous like Gurr where just everything is trying to eat you. Right. This is just – this is – It's
1: kind of like, you it's, know, it's – well, they kind of refer to it, I like how they call it, there's no more infamous den of skullduggery than the seaborne city of Misthaven. Right. Great. <laughs> you
0: know, it's the... Uh, it's the what was the, the name of the major city that the Dark Elves had in the world that was? Um,
1: Remember, well, they, I mean, had,
0: they had, had Nagaroth was the is main... Is that one. it? And then they had, like, Murder Night there and all yeah, that like, stuff? Like and Clark, Haron and... It might have been the main city in Nagaroth, but that whole idea that people just... Um, like it like this is just a dangerous place to live. It's like living in it and, and only the tough survive. And it's just crazy Um how this place is. I'm fascinated by this. Yeah. They have free guild soldiers. Um and then the the last part of it where it's talking about in the realm of illusion, one's eyes can rarely be trusted. They're sharpshooters mm-hmm. use their hearing and their sense of smell and their just their other instincts. They they basically they're like the blind master from you know, from G.I. Joe or the yeah. or the you know, the movie. Because guys. Yeah. They can't they cannot rely on their eyes in this place. In fact, yeah. you start learning this from a young age. Kids will go out to hunt birds to bring home to eat and you have to just close your eyes and listen and, and scent it. Um and then I think it's really interesting that it says they'll go out to battle and it'll be pitch black and other archers can't fight because they have nothing they can see and suddenly they're getting shot. Mm-hmm. But then you bring in the light and these guys get, they're they are yeah. not as good because when they it's, get
1: disoriented,
0: well, because suddenly when it's light enough, they, it's like you try to rely on your sight, but that's not how they do it. <laughs> so right. I think that's just great. Um, M- Misthaven Haven and all of this stuff in Ulgu I think is just a really cool if you just wanna read like once again it's another realm that it's ripe for you to make your own army and write your own stories and put yeah. your own narratives and play your own games in
1: I feel like they're gonna it's just it's just a area that they just games workshop is just waiting to explore like they haven't quite pulled the trigger on it yet, and they will, and then when they do it's gonna be pretty awesome
0: well. I'm kind of, I'm, here's, like I said, you know there's a lot of stuff coming out, Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of stuff that, with the new edition, is going to need revamping, so they may not be rushing to get this out. Mm. I'm wondering, and this is just total speculation on my part, because I know nothing, but like you said, when we opened up the General's Handbook for this year, it said, like, you know, when you're playing games, it's in GUR and there's a lot of stuff going on in GUR especially with Kragnos and stuff, I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if next year... Maybe this is where they move in next year. You bring it into Ulgu, and you bring out all this stuff with with uh, malarian.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. That I, like, could I be think cool. I, it seems pretty obvious. Their intent is to put the general's handbook in a different realm every year.
0: I well, that could be interesting. Like I said this is the first time they've done this, so you mm-hmm. know. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think it would be very cool. Plus, like I said, I'm just excited to see what this army's going to be. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I have no plans on actually collecting it. You know, or anything like that. I'm not sitting there, I can't wait to get I just can't wait to see what they give us because yeah. th- especially reading this, I might it's like there's so many little great hints at what might come out and there's mm-hmm. just and no matter what we guess, it's gonna be something different. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> yeah, who knew like the Luminous Realm Lords were gonna get giant cow
0: monsters like that was, okay. <laughs> or even hammer elves. Right. Like, who expected that? Elves with hammers? Like Harrison still gets irritated by that. And he (laughs) likes them. He's like, they look good. He goes, they're great to play with. It doesn't make any sense to me. He goes, swords, spears. He goes, hammers are for the dwarves. I said, you're darn right they are. (laughs) So let's go to Hish. Yep. Um, It's never truly dark here, as we said. Cycling instead through a warm glow to a searing, dazzling light. Um, I love the map here. You only get the one segment of Eumetrica. Yeah. But one of the things they talk about is this. Talk about a place that, I mean, and it's, you know, we talk about the elves and having this perfect order and balance and being at balance with the land and the symmetry. But this land is literally around a hub in the center. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they've got. Like, basically spokes on a wheel, the different realms that kind of go out, and then you have the outer edge um, with uh, Hexia, or Hexia, which yeah. is, that's the part you can't really get to because it's too deadly.
1: It's too deadly.
0: But it's it's like this, and in fact, when you look at it, you know what it reminded me of the first time I looked at it? Uh, remember when they put out Storm of of Magic? Yeah. Uh, for 8th for edition? Mm-hmm. And you had the you could spin that spinner with the eight lores of magic, and it had the <laughs> yeah. and it had the circle in the center, and then yeah. it had the eight and all of the little elven runes. Yeah. Look at this place when you think about the map, and it's just the one segment. But when they talk oh, about yeah. the bigger thing, it's yeah. similar to that. Although there's more, I think there's more parts. I think it said there's twelve. So I think there's ten spokes, the mm-hmm. center and the outer edge. But even look at look at the the, rivers. Well, the Map, yeah. The maps are all. In the shapes of
1: elven runes all over the place, mm-hmm. and now those are—I guess those are drawn by those, the uh, what is it called the, the calligraphers collig- or whatever. Or whatever.
0: Yeah. But even look at the rivers; look how they go at these angles. Like they're very yeah. set. It doesn't seem there's nothing random. It's very geometric. Right. It's very set up in a very or maybe geomantic, whatever you want to call it. There you go. But it's it's set up in a very very specific way. Now. I read this and I didn't know if it made me love the elves more or hate them a little bit when I read <laughs> this section. Yeah. Um,
1: he, well, they kind of like are referring. Like, kind of, are you talking about like how like settlers gain? Yes. kind of like.
0: It's Seriously, like, this like, reminds me of the uh, in Forty K how they call humans Monke. Yeah. I mean, it says right here they they exi- they coexist with elves in something approaching harmony. This is born more from a common enemy than bonds of love. Most Hishian elves find even Azerite humans to be somewhat thuggish and barbaric. Right. So you find, and and humans find elves to be unsettling and aloof. Their mere presence a reminder that Hish favors intelligent and arcane more than strong, earthy children of the soil. Yeah. And you talk about how it's coming back, and the the what the Akari Dara happened, and and the big civil war, and all this stuff, and it's coming mm-hmm. back from this destruction. But everything you read about, it's like. They brought humans in. They're tolerating them. You look where they let them go. They're not allowed in other places. Mm
1: -hmm. Only settlers gain, basically. Yeah. And even even in there, they sort of just kind of tolerate them. And I mean, they they let them practice magic and like go up in ranks in this order. But they can they they can never truly achieve the same
0: level. The people who the people who run the city are elves. Mm Um, I'm just going through this. So let's see. It talks about Ymmetrica and the cool stuff there. Um, the entire center of Hish can be found the great nation of Zintal, where Sigmar-worshipping humans have settled with Taclus and Tyrion's permission. So here we go. Uh, inherent, Okay, where did they let them settle? Where the inherent magic of the Hishian realm is duller. Right. It's duller in Zintal and home to fewer geomantic spirits. In other words, it's well-suited to humanity, who, as far as the Lumineth are concerned, would only sully the more pristine regions of Hish with their crudeness and greed. <laughs> Few humans are allowed to visit the other great nations and look upon their glory, but in other aspects, they're treated as honored allies. Everything I'm reading in here, uh, in exchange for their sponsorship, the Lumineth occupy positions of high authority in Settlers' Gain. Yeah. The preeminent human in Settlement uh, and, the, and a vision for the future that the Lumineth envision for their allies. Uh, they can surely be trained to be more incisive tools in the fight against chaos. <laughs> That's a great word, isn't it? Yeah. Well, here's – this is what trained. this reminded me of, and I, <laughs> they are – they look at human, – humans can eventually – they'll never be as good as us, but we can right. get them to be better and use them against chaos. They're totally yeah. using them. and and yeah. this, well, if They stop short of just calling humanity a tool. And right? it's, it's crazy, but they even say that they, it does say there'll be more incisive tools in the fight yeah. against chaos. Yeah, they're just tools. Yeah, you can n- no great uh, Tyrion and Teclis have said you cannot launch any great crusades. The humans cannot launch any crusades from there without their agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also the Lumineth will sit by and watch from afar, observing how their mentees approach each fresh new crisis and stepping in when necessary. Mm-hmm. Um. They don't follow normal Sigmar types of crusades. They go in with the elf style of fighting, which is very fluid and able to change. But it's, you know, the spears, the bowmen shooting, loosening them up the spears, forming a wall, the 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 horsemen coming in. It's very elvish. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. In fact, what
1: else does it say in here? So well, so what this reminds me of, it's, it reminds of the way Ulthuan was, right? Ulthuin was you know the home war- island of the elves in the world that was, and it was shrouded from everyone by mists and you know fog, and you couldn't yep. humans couldn't go there
0: no like, it was it reminded me of Lord of the Rings when you traveled east, you yeah. couldn't get there unless you were elves
1: right there was one little city, I guess it was Lothern, which was where there was a small part of Lothern where they allowed humans to port their ships so that they could trade with the elves. That was the only
0: spot. And it was like an island off the main place. Like, they never actually got to the main place. Like, this was just this, like, little port city. They had. It's crazy. And the thing is, as I'm reading this, I remembered this, and this is a, okay, I have one of my stupid collections that I like to get. I I have lots of videos. Obviously, people who know me know I like movies and stuff. But yeah. one of the things that I sort of collect, and I have several of these, is uh, you can go to these, di- when you at different cons, you'll find stuff. I find training movies, like the old, like they would put them up on the 16 millimeter projectors, you know, like you would see in schools and stuff. I have stuff for like, called like Shake Hands with Danger, which is showing why you should be careful when operating heavy machinery. (laughs) And I've got videos they would show to medical students about the effect of drugs on people and just all these weird videos, these old 16, these these old uh you know the the you know, they always joke about it like the old stuff they would show a driver's head blood on the highway like oh, that yeah, type I of seen stuff that. yeah you've
1: probably never seen the uh the uh the one in the navy about STds you don't want to see that that one, one I
0: have not seen <laughs> you don't want to see that one? but no but there's one I've got and it's it, it's, it's a medical thing and it's 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 a video to help nurses and this is back okay. in the 50s and I'm going okay I'm going to put a minor trigger warning in here the terminology they used was offensive cuz it was back in the like 50s or 60s right oh man yeah and it was for people who worked in nursing homes and it's uh it was a thing to work with trainables that was what the video was called trainables <laughs> oh man and it's people okay. who were basically um people who were cognitively you know ba- mentally retarded people I see. Okay, not so bad that they couldn't do anything, but not good enough where they could live on their own. And they so they were probably they were on the spectrum. Yes, as we know it now, but back then they didn't have a term. They called them trainable,s and the whole video is how to work with these people, and it's like people with Down syndrome and stuff like that, and it's horrible. And I and I was like, oh my god! (laughs) But as I'm reading this, the only reason I even bring it up, I haven't watched this video, I haven't watched this in years. Yeah. But they sit there. They can train them. Oh look, they're pretty stupid. They're pretty terrible, and it was like, "Oh my god, that's like that video." Like, it's that's I mean, hilarious, and it's, that's, it's a, that's excellent. That's a great analogy. It's so offensive. Like, yeah. it, it's offensive to humans. You read this even here. Look at this last part before they get into talking about the city. They talk about when when uh, when when Nagash is, is defeated in mm-hmm. the Techlist book, and it's like. Um, Indeed, it was a battery of Luminarchs from the city that tipped the balance in the final cataclysmic arcane duel between Teclis and Nagash atop Mount of valinor A vindication of the Illuminators' patient investment in mankind and (laughs) proof that no matter their crude nature, humans were worthy of the magical secrets granted to them. It's like, wow. Yeah they look down on them so as i'm reading this i'm like okay they are kind of cool but they're also kind of like wow yeah. and you knew well, they were doing
1: the elves are doing something kind of sinister to the humans there there's a i think it's a an early broken realms story where it's a story about a wizard He's like he's like he's like he's like, he's like going to the you know the training that the Lumineth are giving out and he's learning and learning. But then he gets kind of annoyed with like one of the teachers there. And he's kind mm-hmm. of complaining about this guy. and This guy's not fair. And he's not teaching him everything. And he thinks he's going to say something. So he's going to bring it up. And then he does. And he says something. And he's all mad. And then the next part is, my teacher is a great guy. He is so nice. Yeah. And I really appreciate the fact that he was so patient with me. I can't wait to continue my training. And oh, yeah. Like,
0: well, what did they do to that guy? <laughs> they went in and they went right into his head and this is what i'm saying this yeah. is evil what they're doing they literally mm-hmm. they are they're training humans as much as they feel that they can within human's limited capacity yeah so that they well, can they're doing be more, something like
1: they're, they're something like a little bit more than training they're like brainwashing people,
0: right? Well, I mean, you. Well, if they start getting angry, that that's a way to chaos, right? If they start doing that, remember they've got to keep that uh, that that core, that calm core, because and yeah. and you know and talk about the hypocrites. They should know more than anybody that if you if you lose control, you're going to have all this problem. Look what they did. Yeah. Um, but even I do like when they talk about settlers gain. Settlers gain is probably the most perfect and beautiful of all of the right cities of Sigmar. Uh just it's symmetrical perfect like when it started to spread out they didn't let it get crazy mm-hmm. they're like nope mm-hmm. it's going to stay it's going to be beautiful it's going to be perfect
1: yeah the picture on 128 is pretty fantastic
0: yeah it's cool majority of the humans are confined to the simple districts a name that the <laughs> elves insist merely refers to the manner of the neighborhoods construction uh huh uh yeah it's not that because oh it's so bad and then it uh, it goes into the uh, the tests that they have to go through. Did you read right. some of this? This is I did. Yeah. Go ahead with this. Run with this because this is just insane. So basically, I'll get
1: to the like the final test for any aspirin is to ascend to the highest spires of Settlers' Gain. Such an task is easier imagined than achieved. There's no stair to climb, no gear driven lift such as might be present in a more utilitarian free city. Instead, the distance must be covered using arcane methods. One might attempt to master the art of levitation, use sorcery to turn their limbs to those of an avian beast, or perhaps join their mind with that of an opterid, one of the insectoid creatures that travel the high thermals. So they're like having to do like, you know, like
0: these challenges that they're being tasked to do. It's like, oh my (laughs) gosh. (laughs) Those who complete the journey are welcomed, not quite as equals by their elven luminaries, but as promising students to be inducted to the next level of enlightenment. They call these few mortals the uplifted. Yeah, It's like, what is
1: happening? Yeah, and then they reward them with even more challenges. Yep, and And that's an opportunity. Yeah, but then it becomes clear that there's just no end to these tests. You just keep going until you hit a wall.
0: Right, and it says here, For most, advancement remains nothing but a dream. This causes great resentment among the lower classes, the earthbound, those who lack sufficient facility with arcane and spiritual matters to advance. On three occasions, this simmering has threatened to boil over into riots. The ringleaders were quickly removed and placed in confinement within the floating enlightenment prisms that hang over (laughs) the city. Exactly what occurs there remains unknown to all but the Lumineth and their acolytes. But a majority of these so imprisoned are eventually released, having seemingly abandoned all notion of rebellion. This is exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And I love it. It's like, wow, this is so this is every everything, every bad thing people have to say about the elves is in there. (laughs) It is. It's like this, yeah, if you like elves, if you think, all oh, the magic and the elves are wonderful and what they're doing, look, they're just trying to make them better. They, they, they know their limits. You know, humans can't handle more than one wind of magic. We've determined that from the old game. Right. You know, if they try to do more than one, they open themselves up to the corruption of chaos. They're obviously not as suited for it. Yeah. But it just, for the first time sitting there and reading how much they look down on right. humans, it's, I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding. Yeah, and you you only really
1: see it in Age of Sigmar because, I mean, the elves and the humans are basically forced to live in the same spaces because they don't have Ulthuan anymore. They don't have that. So they kind of have to share the space, and they're just
0: manipulating it. Well, and where else do they live in common? In the cities of Sigmar, which is not Lumineth, which is those other elves— and yeah. there are elves that live in Azir, but we never hear anything about them. Right. These are those elves, those older elves, those from the common ones. They're not these Lumineth that Teclas built who right. are just they're the best, but they are the, yeah. best, yeah, they are the worst. Right. So there's
1: Lumineth, there's I suppose there's the elves yeah, of Azir who were just there. From yeah, helping out Sigmar, but who knows what they're doing? Right, and then there's the Wanderers; they're still around. They're in the Free Cities. Yep, and then we've got the the Phoenix Temple, which, which, is, the got, the which is the old yeah. high elves in the cities. The old high elves, and they have their own city that the Phoenician. We've got them, mm-hmm. and then we've got all of the the darkling, darkling covens. coven's these Order Serpentus. I mean, they still make references to pretty much. All the factions, which is surprising to me. I thought they would have retired some of them.
0: Well, they, they could still mention them. Honestly, I thought they would have, except for the models. So they, you know, they keep yeah. some of the old stuff alive. Yeah,
1: but, Swift, like the the Swift Hawk Riders. Right, still got those
0: guys. Like, okay. <laughs> I just think it's crazy that this newest race of elves, and it's just they, it's. Th- because this is this is the high elves of old. This is what you know. Yeah. These the new stuff, like you said, the phoenix stuff. It's yeah, they've got old traditions and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not. It doesn't feel like the old high elf thing. Right. This has taken it and ramped it up, and now it's yeah. like Now that it's not even hiding it. It's just coming right out and saying it. Now that they yeah. have to live with you, hum- before it was like they didn't want to live with humans because they thought they were better. Now that they actually do, you see what becomes of it, and it's like oh right. my. Yeah,
1: even the picture on page one twenty eight even looks like high elfy. You know, the blue and the white, and the oh, yeah. uh, you know the big towers and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, it's 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 all yeah. But th- it doesn't look like a human settlement. It looks no. like an elvish settlement. There's right. Yeah, they're not. They are not. This See how is, like they're med- they're metalists. Those floating things. They're yeah. even like weird elf constructs. Like. Yeah, they look like, what are you, mahoosies? They look like, uh, you know. Um, it's
1: kind of like in. Like the Ether Quartz. DJ- yeah, Ether Quartz. There you go.
0: Yeah. In fact, they look just like the ones that the guys from Sixth Square made for me. The Ether Quartz, uh, uh, they made some little ones uh, so I could use them as tokens. Oh, That's okay. That's kind of what yeah. they look like. Yep. Uh, it's crazy. So let's talk about Azir. Yeah, You want to run with this one? This one is actually, with the exception of Chaos, this is the shortest one. It's like barely a page and a half, but it makes sense.
1: So Azir is the shining jewel at the heart of the God King's Empire and the location of this great palace city of Sigmaron, a refuge of culture and reason. Since the momentous Battle of Burning Skies has been turned over to the prosecution of Sigmar's realm-spanning wars. So this is the home base of Sigmar and the armies of Sigmar. And this was the place that was locked up, you know, you know, after the Age of Myth, uh, right before the Age of Chaos, Sigmar was forced to lock basically the realm gates to get here so that chaos wouldn't invade it. And it's pretty much been that way since, you know, the whole time. But just before Sigmar opened up, the realm gates to get back and now we're in the age of Sigmar. So now they can leave through the realm gates that are here and get to these other realms, basically prosecute Sigmar's wars. And, uh, this place was, you know, developed, um, by Sigmar with the help of Dracothian. And also here is, um, the, the core of the world that was, is in, this area. Yep. You know it's it, it's the malice, you know as I think is what they call it. And it's it's in Sigmar's palace basically. And that's that's literally the rock he was holding on to when when Dracothian
0: found him. And they and they mine that to make the sigmarite, the the the, the stuff, don't mm-hmm. they? How big is that place uh, that it's holding this big core of a planet in it? We already it, know this place is huge, but come on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like I, we, I guess we don't really know how big that was, that piece of... It's got to be pretty huge, though. I mean, I, if a chunk that's not the size of the... Okay, I, I'm assuming the core of malice is bigger than the spear of malice that is in the water in yeah. Gur. And that yeah. thing is enormous if you look at the <laughs> it's pictures. Massive. Yeah. I mean, Sigmar was roving around on basically what seems like his own little moon, uh, if you're mm-hmm. going with the size of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to say, there's a couple of things I read in here that I love and a couple of things I read in here that made me, got me thinking. Um, now, I really like when they talk about the laws of Azir. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they talk about how he originally hailed from a barbarian tribe who fought, loved, and lived as they pleased. With uncounted billions of souls looking to him for salvation, he had to adopt some stringent laws. They talk about <laughs> the people who run the place after they purged and cleared Azir from, with the, t- from the tint of uh, into chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, they follow an Azurite calendar. I like how the days are between twenty six and thirty hours, depending on where Hish and Ulgu go, because it's not right. always the same, which is interesting. Yeah, they give you actually the names of the days, which is super cool. Yeah, Comets Day, Moon Day, Zenithus Sunway, Stars Day, Horizon Day, and Void's Day, yeah. and the last day of the month is always Sigmar's Day, in reverence oh to the day of in reverence to Sigmar. <laughs> um. What else? They have twelve months, and those are all listed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Um, I just think this is really cool. You don't get a lot of info about it no. here because, once again, they keep it interesting. I, as I'm reading this though, and I'm reading all about this, and I keep going back to it. How Sigmar had to do this and had to do that. And for people who don't like Sigmar, I think they'll like what I'm about to say. I personally love Sigmar. I think he's fantastic. I liked him mm-hmm. back in in the old world. Yeah. But you think about this. Here he was with his whole pantheon, and he's fighting chaos and doing all this stuff and doing well. Mm
1: -hmm. And then
0: they trick him into throwing away his hammer.
1: Yeah, That's at the
0: Battle of Burning Skies, right? Yep. And then he doesn't have his hammer. Mm -hmm. And without his hammer, he's like, this is a source of my power. This is a symbol of my leadership. I can't really lead without it. So that Sigmar goes home, locks the doors, and has to come up with a new plan. And for hundreds of years, he's working on this plan. I right. just love the idea that chaos tricked me and now I lost my favorite toy. I'm going home. <laughs> right. And he goes home and locks himself in the closet. Yeah. And just won't come out un- to die. <laughs> until he's re- yeah. And then but when he's now and he's like I'll be back but he realizes without that now you could say yes. Let's look. Without his hammer he couldn't do all that stuff so he needed something else then he sent them down and let's face it. We know there was an entire sort of chamber that was sent basically find my hammer. You know, there was a whole big thing about finding his hammer and getting it to the Celestine prime. But I just think it's hysterical that he had this, this guy who was a leader of men becomes a God is crushing everything. And then they trick him to losing his best weapon. And then that's it. He's like, well, looks like I'm going home. And he does. He does. And I mean, it makes for a great story later, but Boy, does he seem sort of petty and cranky and childish. Right. Well, that sounds like Nagash, too, right? Oh, well, not as childish as Nagash because yeah. he so didn't go a, take everyone. So there's a he...
1: crazy theory out there. So you know how people like to link 40K and Warhammer oh, yep, fantasy together? So, well, they are you know linked, but very like, loosely. Like the missing Primarchs, right? So there's that theory that, like, Sigmar and Nagash are two of the missing Primarchs.
0: The, you know... <laughs> And I, I, I keep hearing that, and I've also heard it's Sigmar and Archeon,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. Um, but everything we know about the Primarchs, like, it, the gash was kind of wiry and tiny, and I, uh, compared to everything, I don't think he could have been. Yeah. Um, I love that, yeah. And we'll never know, because they've literally right. said those are the ones we don't speak of, and every time you go to one of those Black <laughs> Library conventions, are you ever going to tell us? No, we're <laughs> no. not. Stop asking. <laughs> It's just there is no story here for you, and um, right. I kind of like it that way. Yeah, that they've got the sure. two things. But uh, yeah, I've heard that too. Sigmar and Nagash, or Sigmar and Archaon, are the yeah. lost primarchs. If they were, I mean, well, with Sigmar, it would kind of make sense. But now, yeah. I just like I said, and I like Sigmar, but I can see people who don't like Sigmar because he really did. Just like, oh, you tricked me! You suck! Yeah. I'm done fighting. And it was like, well,
1: it's kind of like what happened in, the, in the world that was. He just left. He's like, eh, I'm gonna leave you my hammer. I'm gonna retire. Like, okay. yeah, but that
0: was that was after he defeated Nagash and made everybody. Nagash and made everybody sort of safe, you know. And he's like, okay, True. you gotta run on your own. And he was, and was he a god at that point yet? Because that's no. when he's like sort of left. And then at some point between leaving we, and we whatever it was, he does. He became a god.
1: Yeah, we honestly, we don't know. And sort of his legends just sort of passed into myth, and then he sort of got deified by yeah. the people of the Empire.
0: But And apparently, uh, and you know what, and I don't, it's, this is one of the things, I remember trying to explain this to people, When I was trying to explain some of this stuff, people who know a little bit about it, but don't like, so wait, so Sigmar's a god, I don't, Like how did that happen? I don't know. Yeah. How did Malarian become a god? I don't know. Yeah, Like I, they live in a world Where if you're powerful enough And strong enough And have enough force of will You just be You can ascend to godhood Yeah And it yeah. doesn't quite make sense Based on anything we know But Well it's kind of like Like the dwarf gods
1: Like Grimnir mm-hmm. And Grugni They were They were
0: actual dwarves Right Right Yeah And they ascended Once again They, they ascended, ascended yeah. to godhood Right I think it's pretty cool You know mm-hmm. Um I just it's a, you can't explain it's a, like I don't know how it works. I just know yeah. if you do good enough you be you can become a god. Right. Um so
1: before we get to the realm of chaos, I got to ask you a question. Yep, so yep. of all the realms, cities, etc that we've just been over, which is the spot where you would want to live? Which which place? Oh,
0: that's a tough question. <laughs> They're all pretty horrible. <laughs> they are all pretty
1: horrible, but if you had to, if you could pick somewhere, um,
0: maybe I was going to say the realm of life because it's kind of cool and there's a lot of growth at least and stuff. But even that's yep. dangerous. Yeah, realm could of get shadows stung by a nurgle
1: infested mosquito.
0: Yeah, I, I'm assuming we can't pick Azir because that's cheating. Yeah, yeah, that's cheating. Okay, um, now of course. I'm going to say this based on the caveat that if I get to pick a land to live in, I also get to pick the fact that I'm kind of tough and I get to be a warrior and yes, not a crap shoveler. Yeah, um, you could, you, I suppose you could pick your job, too. What do you want to do while you're there? Well, you want I'd be to happy be, to be a... Uh, I, yeah, I want to be once, I want to be riding across the fields with a giant sword in my hand, being a, a, a leader, uh, you know? okay. I, I want to be Conan or whatever. Um, yeah. If I'm going to do that, I think I'm going to... You know, I, 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 I first thought... Actually, because there's a lot of Dwarden in there, and I'm really into sort of that thing. Plus, I'd probably wind up being... Honestly, I've always said I'd be a dwarf before any of these other things, so I'd probably yeah. be like a fire slayer anyway. Okay. Um, But if not that, I think if I was going to be like a human, mm-hmm. I think I'd like to live in Gur and just be mm-hmm. constantly out there, just out there on the battlefield with that orc mentality of just, let's get to the next fight. I yeah. think that's... So
1: so maybe you're like one of these guys who find who finds
0: like the Thondian
1: freehold that's on this page. You're like, yep, setting it up.
0: Yeah, All set right. it up, and then and then and then I can claim a bunch of land, and my people can live uh, live live well for the rest of the time. What about you? So I I really like um,
1: Hammer, uh, yeah, Hammer Hall. I think it's kind of extra awesome. guy or I I think I, I'd want to be in both. Like you oh. could trend, you could use the gate and go back between them, right? So I'd like want to be on like the engineering team <laughs> that like okay, makes so like gonna, yeah, the river say- go one way and the lava go back the other way. Like be
0: the guy who's like the. So you're gonna be one yeah. of that one of the master engineers. Yeah, there you go. Watch it, Manling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna be a one. Of, oh, that's a cool. That's a cool gig. Yeah, because I was I was gonna say I'm like because I my first thought I'm like what what are you gonna be like, like a like a. Uh, um, you know, like a like a businessman, yeah, like, like know, trafficking like engine, in, in, yeah. in goods and services <laughs> right. back and forth. But they're like, then you said an engineer running. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, that would want, be a cool be, gig. You don't want to be stuck in the drudges. You don't want to be there. No, I want to be on a horse with a big sword, riding across the field, t- taming the, t- killing giant beasts and and fighting <laughs> orcs and ogres. Nice. The exact opposite of what would really happen, Because right? is they would <laughs> run in and they'd be like, "Mm, he's going to be good over the fire. Look at all that fat sizzling. He's going to no. be tasty and juicy. I'd last no. 6 minutes in the mortal realms if I'm lucky." <laughs> I think
1: I'd want to be in one of the cities. I think that's probably your safest bet. If you want to stay alive. Yeah. I think you want to be in but
0: one I of the cities. I don't want cities. to be in the city in by I don't want to be in uh what's it the city of uh with where the I oh, I'm so bad with names. Where the spear of malice is? Oh, Excelsis! Yeah, that's in Gür. I don't want to live there. That place is scary as hell. <laughs> Those people have to. I mean, if I lived there, I'd wind up like some sort of weird flagellant, you know, just like you know, <laughs> throwing my blood on the ground. Nah, you I want to
1: wanna... be a guy just like shaking bones in a cup and like prophesizing people's like future <laughs> and stuff.
0: See, now I got to think about this because there's so many cool gigs I could have. <laughs> uh, but I already picked two. I'm either going to be the bar, you know, like, running out there, leading leading armies out to conquer the, uh, to tame the lands, or yeah. like a fire slayer, because, you know. Sure. But if I was a fire slayer, then Gotrek would make fun of me, and I don't know that I would like that, so mm-hmm. I'd have to figure something. I don't know, but that's not a bad one. An engineer in Hammerhall going back and forth, that's a cool kick. Yeah,
1: because then, then you get to be in between, like, the two spots, you get to see a bunch of stuff, and you wouldn't be,
0: like, oh I just had an idea. You want to want live there. I just had an idea. Mm. All right. So, um, you know, we've been doing this show now for over 11 years. Mm-hmm. In June, we hit 11 full years. Um, and I got Kevin from Sixth Grade Studios was like, you know, we need to do some sort of a contest again. I'll give away a gift card or gift certificate to the store or something like that. But we need to think nice. of a contest. Maybe that's it. Maybe you just thought of it. I've got to clear this with Kevin. Mm-hmm. Tell me who you would be and where you would live. Like, what would your job be and where you would live in the mortal realms? That's a cool. I mean, that goes into the role playing sort of side of it, like you mentioned earlier. But that's kind of a cool idea. Now I got to start thinking of who I'd want to be in what realms. Yeah, that's a great. OK, so let's do this. Let's 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 cover the realm. chaos got half a page because everybody <laughs> knows what it is. I mean, honestly, what, there isn't much to say about the realm of chaos no. um, that hasn't been said in tons of places. But why don't you want to take this one? Wrap this one up? Sure. So
1: uh, the realm of chaos is the nightmare that lies beyond the borders of the mortal realms, a vile and terrible reality in which reside the primordial dark gods and their infinite multitudes of demonic servants. Everything that dwells here, from the most minor, spiteful imp to the fiercest horned monstrosity, is foreign from the dark emotions of mortal kind. So each of the four gods has a realm here. Korn, Zinch, Slimesh. They each lay claim to a, a territory of this. And these are actual places, according to like, the lore. You can actually go or get transported to the Domain of corn. It's just a terrible place where everyone's fighting all the time. Nurgle's Garden is an actual place. Uh, Zeench has got the Crystal Labyrinth and then the Palace of Slanesh. With the different levels and the... With the different levels, yeah. Uh, And then somewhere in here is or the horned rats hanging out? We don't know what's up with him.
0: He's sort of off to the side, though, like because everybody treats him like crap. Like, oh, you know, it's like they begrudgingly let him be a chaos god. Like, yeah. I feel like if the four of them ganged up on him, they could just be like, "Yeah, we're just going to eat you."
1: <laughs> so, uh, when a demon is banished or defeated in the mortal realm, like it dissolves. They, there's lots of
0: it's ectoplasm. Uh, it's like slime from yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, they, they
1: just they just like dissolve into they talk about that all the time and basically the spirit of that demon goes back to its realm whether it be Nurgle's each Khorne's Slaanesh and then there's like the other like the greater demons like they get banished and they have to stay away for a certain amount of time before yep. they can reform themselves we don't really know what that's based on? I assume it's based on the more powerful what level you are.
0: Failure they had is how long that they're gone. I think part of that and part of that is how powerful you are. I think it's mm-hmm. interesting that every single demon is still a manifestation, a portion of the will of these gods. So when you right. read these stories that they talk about how there are billions of corn demons throughout the mortal realms, mm-hmm. you know billions. So that means that corn himself, that his his power, the power of these gods this little, just this infinitesimal bit of his power to all these little creatures. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because he gives them this power but it's not like he knows where each of them is at a moment's notice either. He like imbues right. them with this. But yeah, when they're destroyed that essence goes back yeah, to him. And so,
1: I think the greater demons have a certain amount of free will. I mean, they're allowed to do kind of whatever they want.
0: Yeah, they have personalities. I mean, they're not they automatons. Pers- you no, know. definitely not. I
1: feel like like, the, the lesser demons, they kind of are. They're just kind of like, you know, a demon out of Slaanesh is under the control of the vice leader, you know, the herald that's right. there. And then that demon is in turn, you know, controlled by the Keeper of Secrets, which is there. And that, those keepers definitely have their own agendas. And sometimes those agendas don't even line up with, like, what Slaanesh wants. Like, right. Especially, like, yes, but that's especially true for Zinch. Like, those lords of changes,
0: they ain't listening to Zinch very often. They're doing their
1: own stuff.
0: Which is what gets them into the most trouble. Yeah. Zinch is the most confusing of the gods to me because he knows everything, but somehow he screws everything up. It's like one head can only see to the future, one head can only see to the past type stuff. They're constantly, and it's like, it's insane. It's just, it it doesn't, honestly, it doesn't, Make any sense, and I, I right. will stick by that. You can fight me on yeah. that one uh, because it, 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 it but, uh, but I suppose seeing that many fractured realities and all the ways things could go, yeah, that's a brain that we can't even comprehend. That's right. a yeah, mind a, that it's something it's, very different.
1: Yeah, it's just complete madness. Yeah. And they've talked about it plenty of times where you know, like zinch covens have been uncovered by a different zinch coven. And they're actively plotting against each other, and they don't even know it, right?
0: <laughs> and that's and that's and what I think like, it what? is. I think <laughs> I, I think Zinch is insane mm-hmm. by any standard, defi- by any definition. I think Zinch is just literally insane, and it's the yeah. thing that keeps him from conquering. Because if you're if you're a if you master all magic and yeah. you know the future and you know the past, how could you lose? He's, could, right, you can't be omniscient, right. And 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 then lose because, you know, how the things are going to happen. Right. But it's got to break that. It's his it's too much. And so so there's a a lot of talk about the chaos gods
1: and how they interact with each other. Like most of the time, corn is ascendant because everything's war. Everything's blood. All that murder. All that just feeds him. And then it usually goes in order of corn. Nurgle, Zinch, Slanesh are usually how it goes. But right. they say every now and then, like, Nurgle and Zinch will team up and they'll do something to Korn, and then Nurgle will become more powerful briefly. Nurgle was probably, ascendant
0: for a while there, especially yeah. when he ruled most of, of Gyran. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So now he's
1: declining again because now uh, Alario is able to, you know, cast the, the life magic spell, and now he's. In retreat again So it's very And the, the, the gods will actively fight Against each other To stop one of them From becoming ascendant well, Which is probably why Humanity still exists You know what I mean Exactly Or any of the
0: more of them Still exists Because That's the thing though that In the great game I mean How many times Have you been playing a game Like we were playing Like Settlers of Catan Yeah And once somebody gets up To about eight points Everybody on the game Is like Don't trade with them Don't give them anything Block them Because you don't want them To win the game Right. And so, but this, they, yeah, they will. They'll team up, even if they have to team up with someone they don't like, because we all know yeah. Zinch and Corn don't like each other. Right. Uh, and we all know, uh, or wait, is it Slanesh and Korn don't like each other? I think other. it's Slanesh and Corn that really don't like That's each right. other. That's right, it's Slanesh and they Korn. Can't, they can't ally with each other. Right. It should be but Zinch and Korn, because Corn like hates... His, sorcery.
1: H- yeah. Historically, in Warhammer Fantasy, it was Corn and Zinch that didn't like each other. Like, they were, yeah, they couldn't even... Like they would, I think they would, like in one edition of the Chaos rulebook, like they could actually end up fighting
0: each other on your own turn yeah. if they were close enough to each other. Like, yeah, it you know, gets like, crazy. Yeah, but either way, I mean, it's just that's that's what it is, and it's all and they they are fueled by human emotions. Right. That's why they love to dis- to to attack uh, and destroy the things that we have here. Why they covet it so much is because. Right. Of that emotion. You know, it's, it's almost as if they can't feel emotions on their own. In fact, there is that story right. from 40K from Horus Heresy where that guy sees the one possible future. You know the story we yeah. talk about. Oh, yeah. oh where, yeah. Where Horus wins the battle mm-hmm. and he s- feels so guilty that he kills all humans. He destroys right. humanity within about 500 years. Yeah. Blames them for what he wound up doing to his father. And in doing that, the chaos gods all get destroyed. Right. Because yeah, they they're, they're, don't. They're, yep. Yeah. Which is weird because you think the orcs—they have a—but the orcs—it's that—it's not that human emotion. The orcs just right. love fighting. The the you know the 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 Eldar have sort of you know put a leash on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like it, it, in the story, if humanity got wiped out, the rest of the universe would be a yeah. nice peaceful place. Which is the craziest way to end a story. Yeah,
1: so I think in Horus Heresy, there is that faction right that was looking to basically help Horus win.
0: It's that's it's it's in a story, yeah. and I forget which story yeah. it was. It's like the yeah. sixth or seven. It's right around the sixth book in the series. Yeah, um, and that's the one with Strabo and mm-hmm. and those guys. And um, you get because uh, then that's when that one guy who's sort of psychic comes in, and he right. met the emperor that one time and realized mm-hmm. what was happening, mm-hmm. like who the emperor was, and he's like, "Oh, this guy is not." good like that was <laughs> right. That's kind of an eye opener it's like oh my gosh that bit it's that bit of that story it's one of my favorite horse heresy books and I'm blanking on the name right now mm-hmm. but when you get to the end of it and it's it's um because that's what's their name what's the yeah, I am Alfarius? who yeah, are those guys I know what you're talking about yeah which, I can't remember which faction is that though uh what is it Alpha the, Legion it's Alpha Legion yeah. right oh, yeah 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 yes, yeah yes Alpha Legion yeah it's, it's the, the Alpha Legion, legion. yeah Alpha Omega. yeah yeah that's oh but that's a totally different thing. Look, we've been going for like three hours now, so we should <laughs> go, wrap this up. We that's, go for
1: three more. Come on. That's the mortal realms. Let's talk more about chaos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the next section that we're going to cover, unless, like I said, unless a book comes out, mm-hmm. the next section we're going to cover are the different races. Now, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this in one episode. We may have to break <sighs> it up. Yeah. Uh, it is... Over 100, it's like 110 pages in this book. Now, granted, mm-hmm. a lot of that is photos of models because they put the yeah. photo gallery for each army in with right. their army.
2: Right. But it
0: talks about the different, it talks about order and destruction and chaos, and then it talks about each of the armies. We'll get a little info. We're not going to go into all the, de- now, I, I'm telling you right now, we're not going to go into the finer points of each race. We're going we're gonna to do the broad strokes on them, and if you're mm-hmm. interested, you as a reader can go read up on it. Because we want yeah. to cover each one, and there is a lot of info for each one. But I think we we cover the deep dive when there when their battle tomes come out. Yeah. So we're going to give some broad strokes because it's a lot of reading, and quite frankly, I'm not going to do all of it. Like <laughs> I am. I mean, I've read it, but I'm not going to sit yeah. down and do notes for 120 pages of sure. this when we're when when in three weeks we're going to get a Stormcast book. I'm going to have to do it all over again. Yeah. So yeah, we're this definitely
1: going to get a Stormcast book.
0: Yeah, this is broad stroke stuff, and I and when I say that three, I don't know that we're. I just I, we know that St- Stormcast and ogres, or I mean orcs, are going to get the because they got the new stuff out, and they're going to need right. a book for it. So I yeah. once again, no inside info. Dave just talking through his backside. So there you go. <laughs> now, did you want
1: to talk about the um, what we were talking about before with the uh,
0: uh, path to glory stuff? Oh, we're going to cover that at some point, but we're going to have to play some Path to Glory to cover that. Yeah. But we're not going to cover that in the episode with the with the different uh armies. But so sure. yeah. That's another thing coming up. Thanks to the we had a Patreon patron meeting for the executive producers and the associate producers and guess what? They like lore and they want us to play Path to Glory and and report on that. So it looks like Chris and I are going to do some Path to Glory because it looks like Chris is sticking around for at least a few more months. So yeah. Chris is going to be the co-host of Garage Hammer for the foreseeable future. And if he decides he really likes it, Chris might become the permanent hey, hey. co-host of Garage Hammer for the foreseeable future. So that's awesome. And Chris, thank you for a wanting to do this, yeah, putting up with me and my crazy <laughs> schedule and doing this. But I'm glad you're having fun. Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you're like me. I could just sit here and just chit chat <laughs> Warhammer all day. Well, let's do it in front of a microphone and at least get right. something done. All right, so we're going to wrap this up now. And when we wrap up, as always, I do want to thank all of our – I want to thank the sponsors, Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards, Uh, Mm. the Patreon patrons, those who make this show possible. Thank you again, all the patrons, the associate producers, Christopher Sanders, AJC, Big Jake executive producers Colin Miller and Tyler McDonald and our newest patron Anthony Franklin thank you Anthony and thank you to all of you people who are part of the almost 1% who make this show and everything we do possible Chris we'll be recording probably in about a week because I'd like to try to get the next episode out actually on time Yeah, cool. so we're going to do that and until next time folks only the faithful will be triumphant only the faithful will stand when all others fall and only the faithful know no despair except in failure